Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society Podcast, episode 195. Today's interview is with Mark Koval, I almost said it wrong, Koval, Koval, not Koval, Koval. He corrected me. Um, Anyway, he's a great artist. He does storyboards for Family Guy, super nice guy, great interview fun conversation so you're gonna enjoy this one okay you know what i did not even prepare for this usually i have my new subscribers up and all that oh my god um i'm hanging on by a thread people uh so what's been going on what's been going on um i've been trying to i've been doing more podcasts i've done a a few podcast interviews crossover uh, podcast to try and promote the dark art society did an interview i'm trying to do like a promotional thing just to get the dark art society out there more i've said it before because i feel like it's such a great show and community that i want to i just want it out to as many people as possible so i just did a an interview on i think it's jen vamp's corner jen vasquez's blog um, talking all about the Dark Art Society. I did a, an interview, a crossover episode with uh, Mike Fisher um, for his podcast, which will be coming next month. We're going to both air the same episode <clears throat> like I did with Shane's um, podcast. Anyway, so I've been doing that. I've been, you know, I did a couple paintings for the book. Um, been dealing with all the little bits and pieces of the dystopia book project nightmare that's you know moving forward and um i got making art puzzles bringing some money i put those up for sale a week ago or so i'm starting to get those out finishing those up lots lots of things to do but you know i wanted to say i wanted to talk about one thing today I was talking to Steve Clef. He's a friend of mine. He was, uh, he's a great artist. He was on the podcast. I was talking to him last night and we were talking about the, uh, you know, the whole polarization thing that's going on social media and in the country and in the world right now. And it came up, we were talking about it because I was telling him some big argument I got with someone online and it was so dumb. It got, it made, you know, it pissed me off for like a day, maybe two days, I'm sure it pissed them off and other people tangentially involved. And ultimately, you know, we're both trying to sort of convince the other person of what what our point is. And it ultimately created a lot of bad energy in me, for sure. And I know for them. And it got me thinking, you know, how bad is that for the overall... I'm talking cosmically. I'm talking, you know, so if you're not into that, tune out. But on kind of like a vibrational cosmic level, what you have is tons of people online making them, creating negative energy in the other person. And they're like feeding off the negative energy and the negative energy is just building and then other people see it and their negative energy is building. And I was thinking, I wonder how bad that is on a cosmic level. Like that's got, if you know, if you believe in quantum mechanics and everything's connected and and all that business, it's got to have an effect. 
it's got to have an effect. It's got to ripple through the cosmos in a way. So it got me thinking, I'm really going to make a concerted effort to um, not engage in that and not be a part of that and really do try and do the opposite, which is, you know, inspire people, uh, make people laugh, make people feel good, really. And, and, and feel good about that myself and, and, and try and create that ripple instead. And in a way, you know, I was thinking comedians are really good at doing that and kind of spiritual in a way for, for, for sending, sending that energy out and creating that energy in people. Anyway, that's just something I thought was interesting that I would share. So, um, let's get on with it. Um, if you want to join this community, in a little more supportive way and be part of this private Facebook group and the website and all that, you can join uh, at patreon.com slash dark art society for only a dollar for as little as a dollar, but people join for more. It's awesome. Um, so let me see what the last, let me go and check my messages. Randall B Perkins. He always tells me, he always tells me what the last person I read was cause he's a good dude. Shout out to Randall B. Perkins. All right, uh, let's see. Jennifer Vasquez. Vasquez. Uh, I'm not sure how it's how she prefers that, but um, she was the last one. Okay, she joined. She's in the group. You could talk to her. Um, it's a great group. We all support each other. the The whole thing is growing. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of uh, new subscribers, and I'm going to read them. Charles Ratteray, who I just had in the podcast. Thanks, Charles. Sandra Untenberger. Thank you. Chase Slaker. Thank you. Steve Budko. Thank you. Owen. Thank you for that generous pledge. Ben Long. Thanks, Ben. Frank Besan Khan. Thank you. I appreciate that. And Wubba Dub Wub Wub Dub. Thank you for joining. So you can join that. If you join the Patreon, then you get in the, um, the private Facebook group. You could just hit me up if you're not sure how to get in there, and then I gotta approve, you know, approve people individually. And I'm telling you, it's it's really a cool thing. Uh, uh, everybody seems to love it. I love it. I'm happy to be able to facilitate that in some way. It's very rewarding. This whole weird thing I fell into is really blossoming and turning into something better than I could have imagined. Anyway, um, I guess that's it. Did I miss something? Um, you know, someone said they missed the synesthesia word of the week, so I could do a, a synesthesia or synesthesia name of the week. You know, names that flavors for me because I have synesthesia. So since I stuck, talked to Steve Clef last night, let's do Steve. Now, Steve is clearly, Steve, the name Steve clearly tastes like Rice Krispies. No question about it. You can ask me in 20 years from now, what does is, what is the name Steve taste like? And it'll be Rice Krispies. That's all there is to it. So if I can remember, I'll keep doing these because some people seem to be entertained by this. All right. Oh, I know what I was going to say, too. I forgot. Um, okay. Check out. Great documentary. I forget. I'm sorry, but I forget who brought it up in the Speaking of the Dark Art Society Facebook group the Dark Art Society cooperative Facebook group. It's different than the regular page. Um, 
somebody mentioned a documentary called The Witch of King's Cross. And I forget her name now, but I watched it. You have to rent it on Amazon, I believe. And it was really good. And I, her artwork is amazing. It was basically this Australian woman in the 50s, I think. And she was a full-on witch and an artist and a bohemian, you know, totally free spirit type that was just, you know, flying in the face of the, the fundament, fundamentalist culture and straight society. And um, it's a really good documentary, really interesting. She, Of course, she went to jail. All, uh, her artwork got censored and all this stuff. But um, I just so related to this woman and her aesthetic and a lot of the things she said about um, uh, magic and the occult and art. It was like, wow. And this is in the, in the 50s, really amazing. And uh, the, her artwork is so good. Oh, my God. She was so good. I can't believe I'd never heard of her before. I mean, it seems like she would be in a mainstream culture a little bit more. But, I mean, I guess they made a movie about her, so that's good. But, wow, amazing work. Her, and it's just, like, so dark art. It is so dark art. <laughs> so you got to see this movie. It's called the, the Witch of King's Cross. I think that's it. Let me look it up to make sure. The Witch of King's Cross. And I apologize for not remembering who recommended that in the group. But whoever did... I appreciate it because it was uh, great. Okay, King's Cross, King's Cross. The Witch, yes, The Witch of King's Cross. Um, yeah, uh, her name was Rosaline Norton. What a character. What an awesome person and an awesome artist. Okay, anyway, let's get on with the Mark Koval interview. Here we go. Really good one. Super cool guy. Great artist. And it's about to play right about, right about, almost, in just one second. Hello, Mark Koval. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> good. How are, you, how are you doing? Doing all right, doing okay. Just uh, getting through uh, COVID, man. You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's got to be over this year, right? It's got to be over by the end of the year, at least. I, I my prediction is it's really never going to be officially over. Uh, and if that's if it's officially over, it'll be maybe five years from now or something like that. Okay. <laughs> Damn, that's I'm so optimistic. That's a grim outlook. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I said Koval because I, I've always thought your last name was Covell, and I think it's because it's spelled kind of like Ravel. Remember Ravel model kits? Yes. Oh yeah. And it's R E V E L L, and maybe they're maybe they're Revel. I. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, we're, maybe we have it wrong. I have no idea. Uh, I think uh, everybody gets that wrong and i totally understand it because it looks like covell because it's two it's it, it's it's two l's so you covell right yeah that's but i mean but it's, it's covell like oval and i'm i'm disappointed in my own last name <laughs> when i see it I'm like, yeah it's it's covell you know and and i'm like now it's like oval it's coval which is harder to say and uh yeah I that's so that's... i i i rarely um 
uh, correct people. I, <laughs> I kind of feel like an asshole when I do it, and then, uh, but once in a while, I'm like, you know, it's it's uh, it's Koval. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad we cleared that up. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> now, now yeah, we're all, we're all out of time. So hey, folks, <laughs> and that's it. No, man. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, uh, great to have you on the show. I mean, we've been we've shown together for. <clears throat> A long time. I mean, we showed yeah. we showed together a long time ago, Copro and and. Well, I'm... you know what? I think the first time and uh, the first time I saw your work was around when I first moved out here, mm. around two thousand four ish. Wow, and, that's early. Um, I, st- I started noticing this guy who did these, you know, monster portraits. And uh, it would pop up, and then you know, I was I was getting into the Spectrum books. Yeah, yeah, that's and probably where it, I first saw your stuff. Is the yes, Spectrum books? And yeah, I, I think uh, the first time I, I noticed your work, and then uh, I I was asked to go to Dark's Art Parlor. No, wait, I'm sorry. Did yeah, I get that right? Yeah. Dark Art Parlor. That was I. So you know what? Someone told yep. me about that place recently. Like Not it, Dark Art Parlor. What am I talking about? I mean, Dark Art Emporium? Uh, That's kind of a more recent place, Dark Art Emporium. Now I have to check the book. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Dark Art Parlor. It's, uh... Why am I having a brain fart? Damn it. Who who used to have... Dark um, Delicacies? Dark Delicacies. Dark Delicacies, There's yes. too many darks. <laughs> not enough as far as I'm concerned, but I know what you're saying. It's all these dark... Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 like, I, in the title, it's like dark... Anyway, yeah, so yeah, right. Dark del- Delicacies. Um, dark Del. Right. He, he would have uh, uh, people in the area, in the L.A. area, that got into Spectrum, and we'd all sit you know, there and sign books for people. So that was, right. that was the first time I, I met you. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Wow. It was in, in Burbank. Yeah. Yeah. You I, have a good memory. Yeah, you have a way, <laughs> way better memory than me. Well, yeah, but you've had way more going on. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about I, that. I, but. I, I have uh, a couple things and that's it. So, well, uh, I, I, uh, I've always, been a really big fan of your work. I love your work. I love your painting Thanks. style. I love your technique. I love the things you paint. I wish I, I wish I saw more of your fine art. You know, well, <laughs> you know, I'm working on it. That's the thing, uh, and I'll talk a little more about that. Because for a while I, you were kind of doing the gallery scene for a while, yes. right? More than you are now. Yeah, and it's awesome I, I stuff, out. man. I, I didn't want to drop out, mm-hmm. um, and I tried really hard, but I had kids. That'll do now, it. <laughs> that is, as we know, uh, uh, and you know, I didn't have kids by myself. I have kids with my wife. So. <laughs> I should hope so. Um, yeah. <laughs> I magically created clay. Um, no, we, we, uh, uh, I tried real hard. I had, um, yeah, that's about, insane. I had about three, three Copro solo and by solo, I mean the front. Oh, you froze on me. Wait, hold on one second. You froze. Where? Oh, you're froze, freezing again. <clears throat> okay, you're back. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so you, you're talking about solo show like in the front of the gallery, you're saying? Yeah, I was I, – because I never had enough work to fill one of the big rooms, right. which is like you need like, I don't know, 15, 20 paintings. Yeah. And I'd, I'd have maybe seven. That was about Your stuff's really magic. detailed though. I mean, there's, you put a lot of work in every painting, so I could see that. I, 
I, I put a ton of work and um, it's uh, so the first show was pretty good. And then the second show was amazing because I, I showed uh, right next to the high fructose group show, like a, a huge event. But uh, and also it was one of those like, oh, my God, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was just like, <laughs> and I think it sold because, you know, there, there was a ton of traffic. I mean, there was so much people coming in and I guess it, it um uh, people were in buying mode, you know? Right. And hey, that's great. I, 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 my friends were coming out like, dude, you sold another one and just down And there. were, I think there were six or seven. Mm-hmm. So I was just floating on air. I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I also was thinking, I'm like, I, I just blew my wad in a way. Cause I, 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 it's like after this, maybe I won't sell anything. You know, I was kind of like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, or something. And, uh, and actually, that kind of did happen. I had a, a third show. I worked really hard. And that was like my son was born and it was really hard to, to get paintings done. And um, so the, the third show I, I showed with another guy, Carlos uh, Ramos, who does really awesome stuff. And uh, I sold one painting. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I've had plenty of those shows. That's just how it goes. And I, um, you know, Erica was like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, it's not your fault. It's just, you know, it, it, art is art and you can't. You can never, never tell what's yeah. going to, what's going to sell or, you know, what, you, you know, I've had amazing shows that didn't sell anything or sold one piece, you know, that I thought the work was all yeah. just as good as anything else. It's just, you never know. You yeah. never know. Yeah. <laughs> Mere I mean, come on. You know? So yeah, you never know uh what you're gonna get and um and that's okay. You know, I, I walked away from it. I mean I was a little sad, but I was just like, you know, I, I wasn't I always go in with no expectations. Right. I'm just like let's just show the stuff and and see who salutes it and uh Damn, you got a great um, attitude, man. You have a really you have like a, a an attitude of a, a someone that's this is the attitude that every artist should have, really. Because, I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I have the same attitude. I mean, I can't say mm-hmm. that I always did when I was first showing because maybe I was a little green or, or, or whatever. But yeah. but that's the attitude I have now. Like, I don't expect anything to sell. And it's like, you know, it makes – it's just a – you know, it's it's a healthier attitude, I think, to have. Well, it's – you know, I, I just uh, – I, I try to stay, I don't know, humble. And, right. You know, uh, because I'm surrounded by – so many, so much talent, you know, and, and, right. and out there, I look at it and I'm just like, look, I'm number one, I'm happy to be showing next to these people. And, um, the, the, for me, sales are like, just like ice frosting on the cake, right. you know, it's just, Oh, and, and I got that. I was like, all right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I get the, um, having kids thing. It's like, I didn't start, I didn't start painting, I didn't start the art career until I think my youngest was like 12 or something. So it's like, okay, they don't, they don't need really need to be taken care of at that point. You're just keeping them out of trouble, you know, but they're kind of like on their own doing whatever they want or, you know, not whatever they want, but entertaining themselves, taking care of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you having a a newborn that, that must've been uh, kind of insane trying to do that. It was absolutely insane. And then um, we had, you know, my, and 12 must be the magic number because my, my son turned 12 in August and uh, I've 
really hit the easel, you know, I'm oh, like cool. painting. Excellent. Just, and, and, and to clear up and you, you know, it's like, I haven't seen, you know, you know, you mentioned like, we haven't seen you in a long time. Um, I really, the last two years I've been painting a lot and, sure. but I haven't really been posting a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, um, I mean, I've, I've put stuff on Instagram. I've done the sketches mm -hmm. and you, anybody out there can browse through it and see, What's the um, what's the Instagram in case anyone wants to look right now while we're while we're chatting, or while, uh, just, while they're listening? Yeah, just look up Mark uh, M A R K Koval C O V E L L art. In fact, I'll put I'll put it, I'll put a link in the description also. But still, you know. Yeah. No, I'm double checking because because <laughs> you're an artist. Yeah, it's Koval art. I just wanted to double check. <laughs> Mark Koval art. Okay. That's, I don't spend a lot of time on my Instagram. No, actually, I do. Uh, I'm busy looking at other people's stuff. Right, I mean. right. Um, but I, I actually haven't posted in a while, and um, um, I, 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 I get caught up in that um, thing that everybody does, which is I need to post something like every day, even yeah. if it's just like Google or something. And and understandably, because on Instagram you need to keep that presence out there and stuff. But I get overwhelmed with it, and a lot of times I just go uh, off the air for a while, and um, that's that's how I've been for a couple months now. And, yeah, um, I'm just focusing on painting. I what what I'm trying to do is uh, uh, create a stockpile of paintings because great idea. Here, here's <laughs> here's what happened two years ago. Um, I was working on uh, one painting. And I had so much detail and stuff, and I, I was just uh, just trying to get right. I was trying to be, I was trying to please myself. Like, mm -hmm. no, it's not there yet, you know. Which is kind of a kiss of death because you'll just sit there noodling it forever. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> so, um, I finally finished it, and then uh, a friend of mine who who uh, discovered this guy who loved his work um, was like, "Hey, why don't you, you know, this guy loves." Well, well, wait, hold on. Wait, you froze again. What, this guy loves. Okay. This guy loves. Check one. Check one. You're, you're good. You're good. You left off on this guy loves, and then right. and it was garble. What was it after? This guy oh. loves. Uh, sorry about that. I, I must have really shitty reception over here. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a good story. Also, my, my son. It was, it was a good story. Uh, my 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 son is in uh, the the back room with his VR headset. Oh so yeah, I, yeah. I know. My my grand my grandkids are out on their iPads too, so that's probably not helpful. Oh good. Hey, at least they're outside. <laughs> no, they're in the living room. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. oh, you know. My so, my son, I, I I took a picture of my son outside in the backyard with his with his headset. Oh, uh, cool. So he's like sur surrounded by like squirrels and nature and stuff but he's got a vr headset and i'm just like <laughs> classic this is sad i haven't done that I, I actually do want to do that i i do want to go out and try the vr i'm not sure that the wi-fi will reach but um it seems well, like it, it could be kind of fun with the atmosphere you're hearing things yeah. and I, I you know and my son was all excited because i told him <laughs> i said because i can hear all the noise from his game so it's right. like <laughs> oh, i know it's so and it's just i'm, I'm like dude dude it's so annoying, <laughs> it's so annoying. 
turn it down. <laughs> and I'm like, this is VR. Shouldn't it like just be in it? But he doesn't have like, there aren't headphones. Anyway. Is it, so, is it the Oculus cool. 2? Oculus Quest 2? It's got to be. It's got to be the Wi-Fi, the yeah. white ones. That, yes. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of like open ear. Like, they're open ear headphones, so you can still hear yeah, them. His, yeah, his is like great. Oh, and, okay. Um, so I said, um, I said, Ader, I have a brilliant idea. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I said, why don't you go in the backyard and do the VR out there? And he was like, he didn't want to at first, but then he was all excited. He was like, this is great, Dad. Yeah, let's space the, the, and. The Wi-Fi sucked, so uh, we came back in after 10 minutes, and I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I got my granddaughters. It seemed like such a great gift. I got them um, wireless, like, pink and blue head, little headphones for the for their iPads. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, it, it looked like a nice gift from their grandpa, but it was like, I, I can't take the, <laughs> the noise anymore. <laughs> it's killing me. They're uh, both on TikTok, and it's just like people going, rah, 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 and then another one, yes. rah, like two coming at you at the same time. It's like, this is what the inside of a insane person's mind sounds like, I think. Absolutely. absolutely. And then, so now you, and, and I'll probably go into that a little more, but, um, that is, um, you know, when you have kids and you're trying to be an artist, that's, yeah. kind, of, that's kind of shit that you deal with. Right. <laughs> anyway, though, I'll go back to your yeah, story. So, so the guy, uh, getting back to the thing, yes, uh, I finished this painting and I was about to get on to the next one. And my friend uh, who was selling work to this private collector, he was like, you know, why don't you look up this guy? And sure enough, the guy was like, I love this painting. I want to buy it. And I, I was like, oh, I'm like, dude. And. It was a it was it was a combination of I was kind of mad because I'm like yeah but this is my new painting and I want to put it in a gallery and right. I, you know yeah you want to get that I, value that's a benefit you know but I want to make some money and I was like <laughs> so I yep. sold him the painting I sold him the painting and then I made another one the exact same painting but I added more stuff to it and, mm-hmm. and so uh, now I have about five paintings and then three more in the works so Excellent. I'm like. All right, don't stop. I'm like, keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you ought to um, hit up Gary, man. Hit up Copro. And... I, I am. I, I Again, I before I talk to Gary, I'm going to be like, okay, I've got 10. Right. <laughs> and and I have three more in the works. So it's like uh, um, I, I've never been able to do that. And it's it's like a numbers game. I'm just sort of like, come on, you're almost there, man. You know. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. I can't so, wait to yeah, see him, man. I'm excited to see him. Yeah, well, I can't wait to show him. I'm uh, pretty excited. And uh, it's... Uh, Are they robots? Um, Robot-y? Partially. Okay. Partially, yeah. You know, if I, I wasn't painting I, monsters and zombies, I'd probably be painting robots. I fucking love robots. And like, yeah. you know, I, I love your robots. They're like weird organic robots. Those might be my favorite kind of robots. I love that. And the rust and everything you put and the oil kind of dripping. It's great. Yeah. Texture. And I love things that are tarnished. Mm -hmm. I love, um, old factories. Yeah, me too. And and like, you know, I lost count of how many Facebook groups that I follow of, um, abandoned places. (laughs) It's, it's, it's my favorite thing to look at on Facebook. And, uh, I never even thought to do that. I spent more time, collecting reference than i do actually making art i i'm like oh that's great oh that's great right it's just like and then day. you and then you use like one percent of it one percent of your reference <laughs> yeah. and and I, am i gonna look at all of it ever i don't know I, but 
it's 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 almost uh, I have a little collector blood in me, so I think there's some of that too. Like I'm just trying to collect as much as I can, right? So, whether I use it or not, I don't know. But uh, so um, yeah, that's that's what I've been doing for like the last couple of years. I've just been trying to paint as much as possible, and um, and COVID sort of helped, right? And I know, it, you know, I know what you mean. Um, like, and you know, I've heard you say this on other of the podcasts, like this is just business as usual for you. You know, it's like, yeah, home and just, um, so, uh, that's how it's been here. And, uh, but you've got, do you have a, uh, like a day job? Cause I know you do, you do a ton of film work and game. I mean, it's like TV and storyboarding and and art directing and all that sort of thing. So did you, did you have pre COVID? Did you have a kind of a regular steady gig? That you were working I, somewhere else. I, I do. I, I I work. My my bread and butter is uh, storyboarding, and That's, I work. We just had Charles Rattray on. Did you hear the Charles Rattray? He's a story, no, storyboard guy. It's like it's so okay. weird how these things line up. That was I think that was the last one we did. It's like I had no intention well, of having two storyboard guys on in a row, and it just it's, okay. this happens. It's this weird lining up that happens every once in a while on the podcast that trips me out every time. Well, it's, you know, in this town, uh, particularly, um, you could just throw a stone and you'll hit a storyboard artist. Right. So <laughs> right. But for me, it's like, <laughs> it's really you're like the third, you're only the third storyboard yeah. artist out of a hundred and just, you'll be, I think you're 190 <laughs> episode 195. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird out of, I don't know. It's just one of those things, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, well, and, um, um, I've known, uh, Frank Forte, who you interviewed a while back. I've known Frank for years like oh, okay. we we worked together in connecticut um and uh what the hell? he was he was <laughs> yeah you, you guys worked together in connecticut and then both moved out here and yes oh how, what di- a trip at different times what a trip. Uh, frank frank was the pioneer frank hmm. was like i'm going in you know and we're oh, like really? <laughs> you're wait, you're moving to LA like it was you know we're like in connecticut I, you know the thought of moving to LA was like uh, I don't know. That's kind of a big thing, man. You know, so Frank, um, and, and rightly so, Frank, you know, yeah. was re- ready to to do it. And, That's so cool. Um, so I watched him go off in the sunset, and I was like, "All right, man. Well, see ya." You know, and I, I mean, it, it's it is it's a big deal. Like especially yeah. if you grow up. Yeah, you know, I I grew up in Connecticut, and I I um. The thought and and the thought occurred to me as as after college, um, the the art jobs that I was getting, uh, there were kind of few and far between. And and in my head, I was like, you know, you might want to try tinsel down, go out to Hollywood and see what's going. But it was just terrifying. The thought of yeah, you know, I can pick, imagine picking up and leaving. And so, um, so when Frank went, it was like a big deal. It was just like, anyway. So so Frank. Uh, you know, does a lot of stuff and yeah. I don't know, I kind of, I kind of do a lot of things, but my, my intent coming out here was, um, n- not fine art, but I was like, you know, I'm going to look for like storyboard work. Yeah. That was, that's, that's the bread and butter. And so that's, that's what I do. I work on family guy. <clears throat> oh shit. I had no idea. Are you serious? Yeah. You do storyboards for family guy. Yes. Oh my yes. God. And I'm at, my, my title is, is assistant uh, director. So I share an office with wow. Jill, with, I share an office with Jill Vox. 
Oh, you are to... you serious? Yeah. Wow, I got to get Joe on the show. I I think you do. Yeah. I, wow. Wow. I was I I told him the other because he's my director. I I you know we work yeah. together. Yeah. He's an awesome guy. And I I said look. Uh, uh, I uh, I essentially took the day off, and it, we kind of ran out of work to do anyway. So mm-hmm. he was just like, "You got your, you know." I said, "Look, uh, Chet's interviewing me," and he's like, "Oh, great!" And I said, "You need to be on a show, man." I was like, "He's like, hey, I don't know, my stuff's not dark," and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, it, his it's stuff is like, totally his... like it's it's humorous and dark." Yeah, it's like, and mine is <laughs> my I've got a lot of humor in my stuff too. And plus, yeah. you know, I, we've had I had uh, you know, we had Gabe Leonard on, who's not a dark artist. We've had Harley Brown, who's like a totally traditional. Yeah guy yeah. so we're it's not like we're even like that i mean joe's just a, a cool guy i love his artwork yeah. you know no, i his, mean he's he's uh he's like hieronymus uh, funny hieronymus bosch his stuff you know his his uh oil paintings oh you froze on me again okay <laughs> wait a minute you're coming back oh okay yeah I... okay and <laughs> yeah we're good. yeah he's like a, he's like a he's like a funny hieronymous bosch his stuff yeah, you don't you think? You know, absolutely. His fine art stuff. I mean, his 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 work is is like like absolute chaos. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Like, no. I don't know how many how many little characters you can jam into one. Yeah, thing yeah. He'll no. do it, and, yeah, well, and you can tell um, him when you talk to him. I'm going to hit him up. <laughs> I'm going to hit yeah. him up and ask him. Yeah, I'll tell him. You know, I'll be like, "You're next." So that's so you're, cool you're, that you you work you work together because I because uh yeah you're a really nice guy and super talented and joe's a really nice guy and super talented so it must be kind of a cool working situation absolutely um we uh you know sort of backtracking a little bit when i decided to make the move to la um the, the work dried up in connecticut i was i was working uh frank and i were both working at the same place uh, what were you the, doing we we were making <laughs> we were making cd rom games and which it, wow you know, yeah that look face is like <laughs> no, wait, I, 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 no <laughs> I remember cd-rom games i remember they were like going to be the next big thing it was like yeah. cd-roms yeah, are the next the, are, are it man yeah other than you know when uh you know the playstation came out and all that stuff but right. this you know we did um it, it was a great little company uh, there was maybe about 80 to 100 people there. Um, it, and it's like you'd never know it was there. It was tucked away in Connecticut huh. in this uh, old shopping mall. <laughs> Weird. And, and it was like, you know, an old shopping mall that was converted into our company. So, oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> so the only way I can describe that company um, and, you know, we were I worked there for five years. It was it was it was a, it was a good place to work. Um, and, uh, you know, we had accounts with like Fisher Price and Barbie and, oh, and all these, okay. uh, you know, like, like kid stuff. You right, know? And, right. But, but I did a lot of drawings of uh, characters and backgrounds and uh, was part of the concept department, uh, which hmm. was like four or five guys. And, and um, you know, it was, it was a good gig for a while in Connecticut. Uh, it's hard to find those gigs. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, in Connecticut, uh, I'm sure it's going to be yeah, not, not easy mean, to find work as an artist. There's not much, you know, uh, in that, in the game world and stuff like that. But, um, uh, yeah, Frank started maybe a year after I did. And so there's about five years there. And, um, do you remember the only way I could describe that place was, uh, uh, WKRP. 
in that yeah. show. <laughs> we must be that's close to the fa- same age. <laughs> it's, it's like one of my that's one of my favorite shows of all time. Yeah, Les Nesman. And <laughs> this place was like W. I'm talking character wise. Right, there right. So many different personalities yeah, at this how place. Funny. Yeah. It, I, I tell stories to my wife, uh, who I met after. And I'm like, I just every time we watch KRP, I'm like, that's that's what the place was like. It was just, it was yeah, kind of a kind of a kind of the Muppet Show, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> How cool! How yeah, cool. no, I mean, but it was fun. I mean, it was a lot of a lot of laughter going on there and stuff. And but so uh, that place uh, ended and uh, they laid us off. So I had maybe a six month period of trying to figure out what to do with myself, and mm-hmm. um, all the signs were pointing towards. California, sort of in my head, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't accept it. And then two two close friends of mine that worked at this place um, we were at a bar one night, and they both, one by one, uh, they were like, "Well, I'm making the move. I'm gonna go." And I'm like, "Really?" You know, I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> And then my my friend Chris, um, who was a 3D guy, uh, um, he was like, "Well, you want to be roommates?" <laughs> That's cool. I was like, you know what? Yeah. How could I, I you was, not? How could you I not? I remember how old it was. I was like 30 or 31. And I was like, you know what? If I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. So right. let's, let's let's go. And I had a chunk of money. It wasn't a huge chunk, but I was like, let's let's see what happens. You know? Right. And, um, yeah, uh, that makes it a lot easier. I mean, I've heard stories about people just like driving to L.A. with, just you know. Pulled. Yeah, no money and no, no place to stay even. It's like, that's... That's I mean, terrible. I was I was chicken to go just because I'm naturally uh, a shy person, especially when I was younger. I was painfully shy. Yeah. I was I, I had this pretty good portfolio for my age out of high school, you know, makeup effects portfolio, and I was scared to go show show around in the shops. And I'm in San Pedro. That's or I was in San Pedro, which is like forty yeah, forty five minutes outside of Hollywood, sure. I guess. And even being even Hollywood being that far for me was like an excuse to not do it because I was such, such a chicken shit. But um, I can't imagine, you know, going all the way across the country. I mean, it's got to be a, a scary thing going all the way across the country in a new place that you didn't know. Yeah. It takes, um, it takes a lot. But having two friends yeah. there, plus Frank, you know, Frank was like, dude, don't worry about it. We're, we're I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll guide you through it, you know. And- That's so cool, man. And uh, I, I had some work set up uh, in San Diego. There was a small company, company uh, I don't know if they're still there, Pendulum Studios. And they did um, uh, like trailer movies for video games. Like, oh, the, okay. like, like video game companies would hire these guys to make a cool trailer. And what were, you, were you storyboarding for them? Or, or? Uh, I, I did a little bit. They had, they had a side project that they, they – um, they were like, why don't you come out here and just hang out for a couple of weeks and, you know, you'll work with us. And I was like in a hotel. And, oh, right. And, uh, <clears throat> so that was my introduction. And uh, and then when that job was over, I, I drove up to L.A. to my new apartment. And <laughs> <laughs> what street? What, what, where was it? What street was it on? Actually, it wasn't bad. It was in Santa Monica. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to start, that's a nice yeah. place. You know, Um <laughs> And it was funny because my friend Chris, uh, you know, he was scouting for places. Uh, so he did a lot of the legwork. I gave him a lot of credit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like he'd report back to me. He's like, dude, 
I saw this place and it was awful. There was like a couple roaches in there. I was like, yeah, we're not going there. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so he found, he's like, he's like, I think I found a good place. There's only four units and it was right on the on ramp of the 10. Uh-huh. To get on the... So okay. we were, facing, we were facing this concrete wall, like our kitchen was looking at the on ramp. Right. <laughs> oh God. Wow. So well, like, I mean, it's, that's, that's how you get the, the, the cheaper price, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was hilarious. I'd be doing dishes and a car would sort of slow down and they'd sort of look over and I could see them. <laughs> Are you serious? Like, Hi. <laughs> and uh, so, but I mean, you know, I, I could walk to the third street prime when I did there uh, in, in like 10 minutes. So I was like, this is weird um, because I really had no work. For a while, I was doing little freelance jobs, but I was running out of money pretty quick. Uh-huh. And and yet, I could walk to this real opulent, you know, like beach area. Right, and right. I, it was just, it was bizarre. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm jogging on the beach, but I don't have any money. I'm just like, oh my god. I'm just like, I hope I make it. And you know, yeah, yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, I think I lived there for about a year. That must have been and, fun though. Live, live with your exciting. pals and and having a whole new. Well, I mean. Chris, I, my, my buddy worked at, uh, EA games, which was oh. in, um, I can't remember where that was, but he was gone most of the time. It was just me in the house and, oh, okay. and trying to find work, you know, right. <laughs> so, That's not that fun. <laughs> well, and he was, you know, he was working his at like long hours and he'd come back like late at night, just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they're like a huge game company, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like one of the big ones. Yeah, they're definitely one of the one of the, the heavies. And uh, but um, yeah, I lived in Santa Monica and, and it. As this is going on, um, before I moved out, I, I reunited with uh, a girl that is now my wife and <laughs> <laughs> this girl uh, and, um, you know, we, we met in college and uh, we were kind of an item but never officially an item mm-hmm. and uh i i always had feelings for her and stuff and we th- through certain uh events we reunited a couple weeks before i moved out oh wow to LA. and i was like i'm like what's going on here you know i was just like yeah <laughs> right like, so many things were going on like all at once i i went from like just nothing to like everything's happening right and uh, so I expressed my feelings and I said, <laughs> you know, I'm moving to a new city and this is how I feel. And I, I don't know where this is going to go. And I was, <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I think after I don't remember how long I was in L.A. running out of money, but I flew back home and I proposed to my wife. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, OK. I don't have any work. I just moved to a new city, Los Angeles. And do you want to come with me? I was like, it was, I was just like, wow. And it's how many years later you, you, everything you're, you're still married. We, 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 yeah, we've been together 13 years. Wow. uh, Yeah. So great. That's excellent. Yeah. It was, it it was a little crazy. I'm like, what are you doing? You're asking this person to marry you and and you don't have a job and you just moved. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to do it anyway. Good for you. That's great. So, yeah, we did the long distance thing for about a year, and then um, uh, she finally moved out. And uh, so, yeah, so it was uh, that's cool. 
That's cool. I mean, those are probably the biggest leaps of, I don't know, leaps of faith that I did uh, in my entire life. You know, I I, um, moving to all all that stuff. So right, and it all paid off. Yes, it did. It it, you know, and and like I said, I uh, my Family Guy saved my ass last minute. I mean, because I was down to, I think I had maybe $5,000 left mm-hmm. to my name, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, which in L.A. is nothing. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, a couple months of rent, maybe. <laughs> um, so I was. I was really nervous. And and actually, after I, I proposed to Joyce, she said yes. We were like, yeah, everything was awesome. And, <laughs> and then a couple of days later, I had to um, leave for the airport to move, go back to L.A. and, and look for work. And I was pretty depressed, like in the car, like right. just like I was like, man. And uh, and Frank, uh, I owe a lot to Frank because Frank was the guy. He every about once every couple weeks, he'd be like, "How's it going? You putting your portfolio out there? How's it going?" And uh-huh. I'm like, "Yeah, I did this and I did this." And he's like, "All right, all right, that's good. You know, uh, these people are looking for work." And like he he would check in with me all wow. the time. Wow, what a cool guy. Yeah, no, I mean, I and and Frank was the guy who was like, look, there's a new show. I don't know much about it. It's called American Dad. And I think it's like a spy, like CIA guy, but he has a family. It's a comedy or something like that. So do some spy characters or something and drop your portfolio off over there because I've heard that starting. I said, all right, all right, I'll give it a shot. And and I was I was getting mopey at this point. I was like, oh, I don't know, man, you know, because yeah. <laughs> I I. You know, you, you start losing hope. And, yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, all right, I'll give it a shot. And, and I, I did some stuff and I dropped it off and I got a storyboard test and um, uh, did the test, dropped it off. They actually called me back. So a lot of times you don't get calls back. You know, it just right. sits on a pile somewhere. And um, they said, look, this test isn't quite what we're looking for, which I was like, where's And uh, they said, but uh, Family Guy is starting up again and they need revisionists. uh, So I'm going to throw this in their storyboard pile as well, because they might. I said, all right, that's cool. You know, thinking, you know, it'll just sit on a pile and that'll be that. And um, and then I went to Connecticut, proposed and I get in the car and we're heading to the airport. And uh, I get a call from uh, Shannon, one of our producers and uh she's like hey i we saw your portfolio and you know you want to come in for an interview and i was like oh yeah yeah sure and i'll be back in a couple days and and uh i was like well i have an interview to go back home and i was i was still depressed though i was like yeah it's probably not gonna pan right (laughs) (laughs) but it but it did and they hired me for like three months and uh because they needed help on um the show and stuff and i I kept checking in like can i stay is my work good you know (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, that was uh, 16 years ago. Wow. <laughs> which, Amazing. Which is un- unheard of in this town. Nobody works on the same show right. for this long. And um, uh, I'm, I'm ever grateful to be, uh, you know, and so is Joe Vox and stuff. And I, I let uh, Frank know that every couple of years. I'm like, dude, you pointed me to that career, man. I was just like, you know, had you not done that, I who knows what I'd be doing right now. Right. And he's like you know and and i've tried to get uh frank work on the show doing i'm like i gotta pay back somehow right (laughs) yeah yeah that's such a cool thing to do i mean what it says a lot about him you know and frank you know 
Frank is Frank. He's he's got a million things going on. Right. So. <laughs> Force of I nature, have, that like, guy. I have two things going on, <laughs> and that's that's all I can handle. That's all I can handle. Right. Painting and uh, uh, storyboarding, a painting guy. So. So well, um, let's go back a little further. I'm curious about your. Um... You know, you know, you know how I do on the show. I ask about your were you the art kid in school? Which I'm, yeah, you gotta have been the art kid in school, right? Okay, yeah. <laughs> so you were the art kid. Um, uh, were you? In... <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. That, I'm surprised that some people aren't. It's every once in a while, someone comes yeah. on and it's like they 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 didn't get it interested in art until like their later teen years or something you know it's 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 a trip but most people were the art kid um so obviously i mean even even the shirt you're wearing it's like you've got this really cool ouija board style shirt so i mean you're into this you're you're into this stuff (laughs) um how did that uh how did the art thing develop as a as a kid and how did your interest in i don't know dark art or whatever we do you want to refer to it as yeah i mean um I just was drawing a lot. I, I can go back to like when I was five years old mm-hmm. and I was just nonstop drawing, drawing, drawing. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of it was superheroes, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, a lot of, a lot of comic, like I wasn't steeped in comic books, but, um, uh, it, it's weird. Cause, uh, I'm sure, you know, I was, I was way back when I was born in 72. <laughs> 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 yep. Um, uh, you know, I, we, there, there weren't a ton of stuff, uh, like there is now you're surrounded by, um, Oh yeah. Netflix. And I mean, there's all this stuff. So the few things that I would see, like I'd see, um, the sixties Batman show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a lot of, uh, older cousins. I was, I was the youngest in the entire family. Okay. So I was surrounded by, I was surrounded by older cousins mm-hmm. Who were constantly introducing me to stuff like yeah, they grew up during the monster culture time in like the yeah. the late sixties and and and, sure. and stuff yeah yeah and um, so I'm like you know it's like mid seventies and my cousins are all like Mark have you ever seen Star Trek you got to see the show man you know and, <laughs> and I'm I'm like five years old and I'm like wow this is cool and and uh, so. Yeah, there was uh, whatever superhero stuff that was coming my way. Uh, I just drew a lot of that, and um, uh, <clears throat> I think one of my earliest memories of of the darkness it was my grandfather took me to New York City to um, to see Fantasia. Oh in, wow! Uh, in the, I don't know what theater it was, mm-hmm. but um, I was maybe seven years old or something like that. And um, all of it was great. It was amazing. But at the end, there was Night and Bald Mountain. And I was like, I, I've never seen anything like this before. I was just like, it, it was this giant bat creature. Yeah, you know, we've all so, seen amazing. It so amazing. And um, I, uh, I went home and I was trying to draw that character. And I could not. You know, I'm seven. I couldn't get it. <laughs> Look like that stupid, you know. And um, but I never forgot it. And you know, that's that's definitely one of the earliest memories of uh, you know. And of course, anything that was dark, Batman, um, right, and uh, stuff like that. So, um, 
So, you know, speaking of creepy, weird Disney stuff, um, you know, the, the, the big one for me was, um, Cinderella, Mm. Uh, Maleficent and those little goblin, you know, the whole thing of that, like the the color palette of that castle. I watched it recently because, yeah, I, I, not long ago, like for the first time since I was a kid, because I used to have, we had like a, this big fat big coffee table disney book when i was a yeah. kid and they had a bunch of stuff from cinderella and i remember seeing the movie and i mean it's so funny because it's it's you know i don't know when i saw it but i was really little and i was just instantly it was like maleficent was like there was something cool scared the shit out of me like creeped yeah. me out but i just lo- i mean the color palette her skin was yeah. like it was so good it was just so good and all those yeah. creepy all her minions. Yeah, the minions were awesome. And the whole thing was just amazing. And that that out of anything in the movie stuck with me. And so when I watched it again, I was like, you know, I don't yeah. really give this enough credit in, in my in my life. It really, you know. Well, and you know, you, you, you forget um, sometimes what influences you. You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Right. You know, because you accumulate all this stuff. Right. But then, yeah, then you'll go back to uh, – to, um, <laughs> Uh, Sleeping Beauty and 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 stuff like that. Oh, Sleeping and, Beauty. That's what it was. Sleeping Beauty. I said Cinderella. Was, it, was said, it Cinderella or Sleeping? Yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping, okay. You're right. Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping, yeah. Sleeping Beauty. They're both great. But. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, Maleficent. Um, yeah, that's that. And and again, I was attracted to the dark female. I was like, I was like, you know, she has these horns. Yeah. And I don't know. It's like like she was more interesting than the princess. Or right, exactly. That's a. Th- <laughs> The villain is drawing me in, you know, and, and right. as much as, you know, I wanted the Rebels to win in Star Wars, I was like, damn, Darth Vader is like so. Yeah, isn't that a trip? Cool, I was like, I love that guy. You it's know? such a trip. How, how, it's like I, I still <laughs> I still can't, you know, I analyze this stuff all the time. I've talked about it so much on the podcast, but it's like it really felt it always felt. And yeah, I'm same way as you. Always, you always want the good guy to win. You're never rooting yeah. for the bad, you know, never. You're never rooting for the bad guy to win. But yeah. it's like the 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 attraction to the to the villain is yeah. it's always felt like this kind of natural thing with me for and it's like you know, I've got all these theories about childhood and this and that, but it really feels just like this kind of natural a weird genetic thing or something. I don't know. I I I I've tried to analyze it and um I, I only go so far because I'm just like, you know what? I It whatever. doesn't matter it is, anyway, really. Yeah. I, yeah. It's not terribly important. It's just like I I uh, I look inward and and uh, it's, it's it's funny. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I, I in, in really good storytelling, I think the bad guy has to be a little more interesting than the good guy. Right. Because otherwise. That's true. I, if you have a mediocre bad guy, yeah. it's like oh, we're just going to dispatch him. And That's a good point. Shit. That's a good you know? point because you're already you're already going to want the good guy to win. So yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, you know. So you know, Darth Vader is definitely uh, one yeah. of the pinnacles of uh... oh, definitely <laughs> definitely yeah i mean I'll, I'll you know that's the thing it's like i've always been so so much more i don't know interested in the uh in the villain than the hero it's just like like yeah. it's like you said it's more interesting to me for some reason it's just like you know i always bring this up it's my my go-to but you think of 
uh, Bosch's Garden of Earthly Delights. It's like nobody talks about the other parts of it. It's a triptych. Everyone talks about the hell part. You know, everyone remembers the hell part of that painting. Yeah. It's like that's where all the yeah, good, interesting stuff is going on. That's where the juicy stuff is yeah. going on, man. It's like, <laughs> and it's it's like you you, especially that painting because when you really look at it, you're like, oh my god, you're just like that guy's pouring boiling water down that other guy's throat. And I mean, it's horrid. It's just absolute horrid, but I can't look away. I'm right. like, what else is there? <laughs> you know, that, 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 it's just, it's, it's interesting what you, uh, what you, you know, the point you made about the, the, uh, the villain has to be a little better, more interesting than the good guy. Um, I, I, that, that, that in, in storytelling and that kind of makes sense. You know, in that same principle, maybe in in all aspects of of storytelling and in in artwork yeah. as well. You know, it's just like another little piece of the puzzle trying to figure out this whole dark art thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, no, I, it's uh, yeah. I mean, um, I uh, trying to think of some other examples, but I'll um, you know, I mean, later. Uh, in life when uh like movies uh john carpenter movies <laughs> yeah i i feel like and i i have to point this out because i've I've, li- I've listened to the podcast a lot and i'm like i'm gonna sound like a broken record because I'm, I'm i mean everybody else has a lot of the same influences you got <laughs> you got giger you got frazetta yeah john carpenter <laughs> <laughs> hey man they're great what are you gonna no, do no i mean i whatever i i i just don't want to uh, repeat what everybody's heard a million times, but it's, it's true. I, um, um, Oh, one of another, one of the early influences, um, that's not even art related, uh, is old radio. And my folks took a chance and got me some old radio, uh, tapes for Christmas when I, I don't remember how old I was. Mm. But I fell in love with them instantly. Because, oh, yeah. I, mean, I love that really, shit. They're really dopey. I mean, it's like, I love it, man. I love them like I love those cheesy old horror comics. You know, yeah. it's like I just yeah. love it. So I the first one I got was Inter, Inner Sanctum and mm-hmm. the other one was The Shadow. And I, I was instantly in love with this and I demanded more. I was like, I, I need more of this. I was just like and and because I coming up with all the stuff that was going on in my in my head that you know it's the theater of the mind right and um uh that was huge i mean that that was i was visualizing everything was going on and stuff and um so to this day i still listen to old radio i do too man i do too i i haven't in a while because i just you know you fall off things for a while but there was you know maybe three years ago i was just that's what i was listening to that's what i was listening to and um I do the same thing. I'll, I'll forget about it for a year or so. Yeah. And, but it's, and, it, it's so fun. It's so fun. You know, the funny thing about those shows too, that I noticed as an adult, cause we used to, me and my brother used to listen to them like at night when we were supposed to be sleeping. We had one of those like crappy little, you know, clock radios. And they, the yeah. Yeah. And they, ha- and I think they must've been like syndicated or something. They were playing these yeah. old shows on. Cause this is like probably early seventies. And, um, this is uh, like on the radio night they would play this stuff or, or yeah yeah on the radio yeah this is nice. like yes yeah. so I mean I'm talking like seventy two or something and they yeah. even had like a uh, one they had some 
maybe from that time period too that they would play as well like some i forget who who did it but anyway um uh, which which show uh, do you remember like it's uh... <clears throat> is is the inner sanctum the eg marshall one there was one that that eg marshall uh-huh. guy did it did an intro to that we used to uh, i think lights out is the is it lights out i don't know i don't know i've heard that one i've heard them lights all out, man lights out was creepy man they did some really scary i mean again the delivery is really dopey <laughs> but when you think of the concept i, I know like, i know a lot, of, a, a lot of them were taken from you know kind of famous ghost stories too like fam- famous yeah. liter- works of literature but it's so yeah. f- looking back on um there was like different <clears throat> quality levels too like some were were yeah. more cheap yeah. thrills and some were a little more you know based on on good stories but but man yeah the way they portrayed women is like <laughs> it's so bad it's like the women are always like <sighs> they're practically crying yeah. and weeping because they're yeah, they so scared and then the man has to come in they don't know in. how to take care of themselves yeah 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 i mean it's it's so it's so woman no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's so bad it's so but scary. but I, well uh, and in, the the shadow uh his partner margo always got into trouble right. and <laughs> the last minute when you know she's crying and and actually she was pretty capable I yeah yeah give margo some but always and and in the covers of course the pulp uh which yeah is a huge influence same here and love um those, love but, those. but the woman is always the woman is never standing the woman is like like kneeling like eh, right, you know right. and, and the man has the gun like look out and, yeah it's, know, it's, it's just it's it's like uh uh it, it's it's influenced by the the times they lived in and the culture that's yeah. the way that's kind of like yeah. the, the general attitude that's how was how things were back then so well, it's like, and, and men men were buying these these publications right you know right. Women, so they were they wanted you know the sexy woman like i'll save you and, yeah yeah i mean it's it's a sign of the times definitely yeah but, so you gotta you gotta like uh, uh take it take it uh you know Right. Yeah. Look past that. Kind of take take yes. it in proper context, and I, I yeah. mean, I, I I could sit and look at those pulp covers all day, man. Those guys yeah. were such amazing artists. Yeah. And, sorry about have, that. Um, Got my alarm keeps going off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's your next your next contestant on uh, the dark art. You know. <laughs> no, it's just like the I I set like a million alarms because I always forget everything and so it's like I, and then I forget oh, yeah. to turn them off and then they go off every day and then I, I just hit <laughs> off and I don't turn them off I just stop the alarm and then they go every day it's like oh that happened three weeks ago but I'm still going off I'm just a dummy <laughs> uh, <laughs> and now and now you're wondering I have an appointment and I don't know what the hell it is no, <laughs> <laughs> no that was my dentist appointment uh, from two weeks ago um, so I'm yeah I'm due for that yeah, I, um, I gotta get a cap. I got uh, this cap. I gotta get put on. Oh man, I'm gonna fell out. It's like I did a root canal, oh, no. put a cap on, and it fell out. And I went back, and they glued it back in, and then it fell out again. It's like I don't want to go back. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it and, <laughs> until he puts the permanent one on. It's like getting old sucks. Maybe uh, some gorilla glue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. I mean, I know how to make yeah. fake teeth from from makeup effects. I could. I was gonna say yeah. I mean, you can make teeth. I, if up, I dude? wanted to spend the time, I could do an alginate mold of my tooth. I could cast it in stone and then make yeah. a little acrylic tooth, sculpt it on, make a mold. But it's like, I don't have time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, at least you have the know-how I could. to do it. Yeah, yeah. if it was I like, mean, you, you could know. Probably, you could probably show the dentist something. Like, <laughs> hey, you're doing it. Yeah. Like, you should be making it, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
I don't know. Maybe that's why it fell out because he doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I like him. He's a good guy. <laughs> anyway, so um, yeah. okay, so the, you know, once again, once again, we discover we have these similar influences, and yeah. um, I, although I don't hear a lot of people talk about the old radio shows, but um, so that's kind of that's a pretty cool one. Um, yeah, that, that really got the imagination going. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah, and, and scary uh, when you're a kid. They're really yeah. scary. You know, there was um, there was a uh, a Lights Out episode two in particular that always stuck with me, which was Revolt of the Worms. Uh, this guy creates this um, magic, like miracle grow for plants uh-huh. or something. And it's during it's weird because it's during World War Two and they're making you know that it's World War Two. Like everyone's like, we're fighting a big war and all you're doing is working right. on these plants. And he's like, <laughs> I don't care. And like he ends up dumping the stuff somewhere. And of course, it seeps into the earth and the worms get huge and they come underneath his house and he's hearing the noises and he doesn't know what it is. But the worms start coming up into the house. I oh, mean, it cool. was scary shit. You know, I was like, whoa. Um, the um, other one was, the other one is a quick one. I can't remember what it's called, but these guys, uh, are called out, uh, in an ambulance to a home where somebody's hurt. They get to the house. It's completely dark. It's in the middle of nowhere. They're like, wow, that's weird. And they get into the house and they, there's this maniacal woman in the corner laughing nonstop. And there's, there's a there's a mist or smoke in the house that if you walk into the mist it turns you inside out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like the sound, the sound was just a rubber glove like being pulled inside out. But I, love I was that. just like, ah, That's so That's cool. That's so cool. It's like, the, like yeah, I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna listen when I'm done. I'm gonna go listen. I'm gonna listen to these I'll things. To, I'll try to find those. Uh, they're all on YouTube. You can find. Yeah, them. yeah. No, that's yeah. so. That's that's a classic. I mean, that's a classic. Yeah. That's like, uh, I think it was the movie Shivers, which I think was an oh. early Cronenberg movie. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think I the t- yeah, I think the tagline was. I could have everything wrong, but there was a movie with a tagline that said. Warning, in this movie, you will see a man turned inside out. And you never did, of course. You never saw it. Oh, I got to see that. <laughs> they didn't show it. Um, but yeah, that's a classic, man. Turning That's just something that, you know, they you could tell these guys are trying to think, what would be the weirdest, I, freakiest thing to do? And then, yeah, you know, like pull your skin off or something. And I love that. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that and, um, uh, I, I, you know, everything from... Uh, Harry Housen movies mm-hmm. to like the Muppets and um, mm-hmm. just this, I, I, you know, that, that was the stuff uh, that influenced me. And um, uh, my dad, my parents were pretty uh, supportive. Oh, um, cool. Good. I, I really feel, I feel bad for people that have had rough upbringings, right. you know, where, where they didn't get any support mm-hmm. or felt like, felt like, you know, a freak or something because all they did was draw or something like that. You know, I, I had, I, I look back and my youth had its problems. Like there was a divorce and there was some chaos going on and stuff. But mm. overall, when I look back, I'm like, eh, you had a pretty good kid. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, my parents, um, saw me drawing all the time. So here and there, uh, my dad would, uh, support it 
by buying like books here and there. Oh, good. And, uh, I think one of the first books he bought us was uh, this book. Oh, yeah. Fairies. That's Fairies. a great one. That was I, around the house. I got all my books out and I just laid them on the bed just to kind of remind myself. Of cool. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that was. And like... that's, that's the original copy that I Oh, killer. And, and I, I, so Alan Lee and Brian Froud's work was, I, I don't know how to describe the awesomeness of. <laughs> yeah. I remember I used to sit, I remember sitting and looking at that book often. It was just one that was kind of always in my, in my stepdad's pile of books, you know, it's one yeah. of the, one of the books around the house. Yeah. And there, there was, uh, uh, it, it ranged from kind of silly to absolutely terrifying mm-hmm. images. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I was, I, I was really blown away at, at the, um, you know, uh, the gamut, you know, of, of, uh, heaven and hell going on in there and stuff. And, um, <clears throat> the other book, I don't remember how old it was. I was probably like eight or something. Mm-hmm. And I came, I came home from school and on the coffee table, there was a, uh, Frazetta book two with with dark kingdom on the cover and he just left it there for me to find it how was cool like, and I, I was like what is this you know and I, I just didn't know what i was looking at you know and uh-huh. i started flipping through it and that was my introduction to to frazetta <laughs> that's like, awesome oh, it was just unbelievable you know i i couldn't even figure out how you painted something like that you know and right and, and i i drew all all the black and white stuff, you know, uh, from those pages, like I, I reproduced them the best I could and, mm-hmm. and, uh, stuff like that. So, you know, those are, uh, great things that, that I remember. And, uh, that yeah, that's cool. I mean, the, uh, all the stuff. So, you know, but yeah, in, in like high school, I was, I was, uh, the art guy, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody just, um, and, uh, it, Overall, it was it was great because um, people to this day, I'll talk to people I haven't talked to in my hometown, and they're like, "Hey, dude, I got this drawing that you gave me." Uh, yeah, I get that too. <laughs> and, and I'm like, "Oh, good." I'm like, "You still have it?" That's you know. I'm like, "It's either Eddie from Iron Maiden, uh, Conan the Barbarian, or a ninja. It's like one of those three things, or a skull." Yeah, it's totally. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, every once in a while, and, someone will turn up and 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 it's like, send me a picture. I'm like, wow, I don't, I didn't even remember. I I remember that now, but I would have never thought of it again. No, no. And I, uh, there was this one kid. This, uh, uh, I I still want to find him. I want to I want to <laughs> destroy him. He Uh-oh. he stole one of my sketchbooks, like oh. my draw. You know, the black. I had, by that time I was it was seventh, yeah. seventh grade. And I was such a wimp, I didn't stand up for myself. And he kind of, <laughs> he like blackmailed me into giving him the book. Yeah, I was going to, like, I didn't want to get in trouble or something. I said, I should have. Okay. But he was he like. over your head. And was yeah, like, he was like kind of a gangbanger kid, though. So I was kind of scared <laughs> oh, of him. But, um, yeah, one of my sketchbooks. And it, it's like, that's just one of those things. I'll probably never, I'm sure I'll never see it again. It had all a bunch of drawings that if I if I went through it now, it would just be like, "Wow, I remember doing that," you yep. know. But it's 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 gone from my memory. Yeah, um, I wonder if he still has it, or if it's just. Like, I wonder. It, I wonder if he's alive. You know, I've, I, <laughs> I look for him. I look for him on on Facebook. I've looked for him. I can't find him. It's like at the rate he was going, he's probably 
dead or something well, by now, but <laughs> we'll never know, I guess. Uh, uh. Yeah. But, but anyway, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, that's the, being an artist in school for me was like, it was the only thing I had going for me. Cause I was like, yeah a nerd Same. kind of you know and it's like it's like I, I, I was i mean i wasn't smart enough to be a real like smart nerd it was more like i was just kind of like a nice guy loser kid sort of if i didn't have the art it would have just been like i just would have faded into the background and no one would have ever noticed me and i would have just been some nice guy that you know what i mean so it was yeah, like it really I, gave me a sense of identity, which I think helped me a lot in being because yeah. I didn't like school really. I didn't like being there, so yeah. it was it was a huge help. Yeah, it's it, it's pretty amazing. Um, I didn't know it at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did what I did. Totally. Yeah, and, exactly. But as as I got older, I realized um, what a what a just a gift it was in a lot in, in, in a lot of different ways, meaning, um, like you said, it gave me a sense of purpose. Uh, and it, it also, it carved my path out for me. I knew, I knew so many people growing up and, and, and even in college, um, that they wanted to be artists, but it's not necessarily for everybody. And, 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 and there, there's a lot more to it, you know, the, the, the business aspect or, you know, right. uh, being able to being able to handle criticism, all this different stuff and everything. Um, uh, but I, I knew kids growing up that just didn't know what they wanted to do. Yeah. And, and it's a struggle. It really is. I, it's like like they'll try stuff and then they fail at it. Right. Another thing and they fail at it. And, they, and I, I'm trying to picture myself going through that. And I would have been like, fuck this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and. and I, I'm I'm like, look, I draw and I better make a living at this because this is the only thing that right. I know how to do. <laughs> so, and I do it well. And as you know, there's, there's just go do it. And and in that way, um, I, I was really, I, I realized like, um, that that's that's a great thing. You know, yeah. like, you know, um, <clears throat> a gift for sure. Because you can waste a lot of time trying to figure out what mm-hmm. you know, do and stuff. And and um, so anyway, yeah, I was, I was, uh, life wasn't always great. You know, I mean, teenage life, oh, yeah. it, it, it can suck really badly. Yes. <laughs> and, for, and for, you know, for ridiculous reasons, you, you look back and you're like, oh, I, I like, I liked that girl so much, but she didn't like right. you know, <laughs> to me or whatever, you know, whatever. Like you wanted something, but you couldn't have it. Right, right, like, right. And, uh, things like that. But, um. So, um, yeah, a lot of drawing going on and, uh, yeah, Iron Maiden covers, mm-hmm. huge right there, obviously. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know, how could you Derek, not? Rigg- Derek Riggs, um, that was another thing, you know, you look at and I'm like, I don't know how you paint this. Mm-hmm. I cannot figure out like the glistening little things. And, you know, now I look at it, I'm like, I know exactly. Right. And it's okay. I still love these images and everything, but it's like, I do like being here now. I'm like, aha, I know. Yeah, exactly. Lay <laughs> down that color first. And this is a three step process. Right. And I, um, I, 
I know this now, you know, yeah, but yeah. when you're a kid, you're just like, damn it. How the hell did he do this? <laughs> right. I, 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 um, I was lucky in that way. Cause I, I was, you know, I think, uh, I don't remember what age my stepdad came into my life, but he was a painter mm-hmm. and probably six or seven or I don't, I'm not sure of the time, but from that moment he was, his studio was in the den and he was mm-hmm. always painting. And, uh, so I could go in and just, See, I, I always was seeing what he was doing. So it's like, I, you know, I knew about underpaintings doing like a, a burnt umber underpainting when I was like, you know, nine years old. Cause wow. I, I just, and it's like, I never, he never like one <clears throat> time he sat me down and he's like, okay, I'm going to, um, let's set you up to do a painting. So I got to go in a studio and I still have the painting actually. And, um, you know, he kind of helped me, he did a little part of it. And then I was of course being the little shit I was, I was like, I want to do it. Uh, you know, <laughs> kind of took over. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, that was like just th- that, you know, painting in oils at nine or whenever it was ten, nine or 10 years old is like, you know, you don't think that's a big deal, but just mixing colors in that's that and, and getting a feel for the paint. I really think down the line, that's when I start. I didn't start oil painting seriously until I was 33. And it's like those things are lodged in your head. So then when you go to do it, when you're older, you've got that like a little bit of sense yeah. memory. You kind of like, oh, yeah, I remember this. So I, I definitely had the advantage in that mm-hmm. way of just having art around all the time and seeing it being built up, how, how he builds it up and traced things and stuff. So that was I was lucky in that way. That is, that is absolutely amazing. I mean, you know, uh, from because demos are how you learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Watching someone watching a painter do his thing is how you learn it. And yep. I mean, there's just no other way. I mean, they could tell you. I know. I know. <laughs> they could sort of like work on your painting a little bit and stuff, but you just need to watch them work. That and, that and doing it. Yes. You know, doing it yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. the ultimate way. But yeah, but uh, and I, I uh, the few demos that I've seen in my lifetime were life changers. Yeah. And um, so at that age, uh, having and you know, I started goofing around painting in oil when I was, I don't know, like 12 or 13. Oh, or that's, something. that's young. I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I was painting on paper. I had no idea. Right. that no, this doesn't work, man. It's like, you know, um, <laughs> I had turpentine in a plastic cup, like a Dixie. <laughs> it melted. Yes. And the next day, like the plastic was just oozing off the table. And I was like, what the hell? You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, so had I had somebody in the house right that was a painter and I could watch that wow that would have been yeah it was it was one of the it was one of those things that I didn't I didn't fully appreciate until I really was older and I was like wow that's yeah I took it for granted you know to have all these like because because the time he came around too he was all into Frazetta so he it was like all fantasy type art and like warrior guys and swords and it was naked women and you know it was like presenta style so yeah. that was just in the house my friends would come over after school you know and they'd be like whoa like and boobs you know and i was just like i just it's like it that's, never even occurred yeah. to me that that would be a weird thing because i just grew up around it no, um, that that is incredible and, and had, had i i mean hell if i could have walked into your house i would have been like i want to be your 
this is great. Um, yeah, yeah, that was like the weirdo of the, the neighborhood too. But um, so, so, uh, okay. So uh, you, you went to art school, you went to art school after high school. Uh, yes, actually, um, my, my folks, uh, the high school I was in, you know, had a, had a art class, you know, when they had art classes in yeah, school. I remember and, those. Yeah. And, uh, my teacher was so cool. Uh, she That's was great. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and obviously I hated school. Like you, you know, I, <laughs> I, I could not, you know, I was a horrible student and, uh, terrible grades had a heart. And I'm, I'm convinced, you know, my, my, I'm just going to reveal something about my kid. My, my son is ADHD. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think they all are nowadays, honestly. Well, <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'm pretty yeah. sure my kid that is, uh, he's an adult, but it's like, but, you know, you know, but my kid, when we got him evaluated, right. and everything, they're like, they're like, he could not be any more ADHD. Wow. He's wow. like, wow. so I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I'm like, that's why we're having such a difficult time. I was like, okay, I get it. And, okay. um, and with with that comes uh, uh, oppositional defiance disorder. I know everything is a disorder. Right. Uh, so it's it's pretty rough. But I'm bringing this up because um, I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. Me too. Pretty bad. I've talked and about I, this many times. I feel like yeah. I'm 99% sure I got it, and I'm not All diagnosed. Shit, yeah, never. And and all the shit my son is going through, I'm like. He must have gotten this from me. Yeah. And um, except that he's super physical uh, and he could pick up any sport. Hmm, like, that's cool. Instantly. I don't know where he got that. He didn't get it from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, the, 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 I'm bringing this up because uh, school was difficult. I had a hard right. really time paying attention, but I was drawing all the time. Same obviously. here. And like if if you look at all the drawings that I've saved from high school and it's all in line paper. It's like this really cool detailed, you know, ninja drawing, but there's like a math problem next to it. And, yeah, have uh, you ever posted that stuff on Instagram? Because I personally this, I would love to see that. <laughs> there's a few. I okay. posted if you go through, you'll see it's it's instant. You can see it. Because it's like Dio or like guy <laughs> guitar. Like yeah. <laughs> And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. So, um, my, my art teacher had a talk with my folks and they were like, you know, he, he's, he's really good. And I'm going to recommend, um, that you look into this other high school that has an art program and a music program. And, and this, this was like, you know, it, my, my parents didn't have a ton of money. And, and so they had, they, they had to make a decision, like, are we going to send him to this other high school? for my last two years. And, um, uh, they did. Oh and my I, God. I was, You're so lucky. I, I, was, I used to I was, dream about that. I was elated. I was just <laughs> like, I mean, I was terrified cause I was like, I had to, I had to drive to school and to this other town that I really didn't know. Were you shy? Um, Were you shy kid? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. You know, but I had long hair and I was sort of like somewhere between, you know, I sang in a band, you know, like, oh, wow. the, we would have definitely know. been friends for sure. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, you've kept the hair. I can't do the hair anymore. <laughs> I just am too lazy to cut it, man. <laughs> I, I, the idea of having long hair now is just like, oh, get this shit off me. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, I'm an old man now. I can't, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I was kind of shy, and it, it was uh, scary at first. But you know, the the 
I was getting drawing and painting lessons uh, in like 11th grade. Yeah. And, and they were counting as academics. So that must have been fucking have it. I, I was my grades were all of a sudden like B's and A's. Yeah. And I, was, <laughs> I can do it. <laughs> I'm not a dumb loser. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I still had, you know, history and math and all these. Uh, uh, so it was it was like it was like being in college, really. It was, yeah. It was, um, so uh, I, I was extremely lucky to to have that uh, experience. And, yeah, you know, super cool. when I did go to college the first year was kind of boring because it was all foundation stuff again. And I was like, mm. wow, wow. That's <laughs> Painting cool. spheres and cones. And, right. Uh, but it's okay. It's just like, you know, uh, it's all part of the thing. And, yeah. uh, so yeah, at Nor Norwich free Academy was the school, uh, that I went to high school for my last two years. Mm. And then, uh, um, after that it, you know, and, and a lot of the students there were trying to get, into fine art you know they were they were they wanted to go to parsons college mm -hmm. and um <clears throat> these are colleges that i <laughs> couldn't i couldn't get it like my sat score sucked that's right. the whole thing. you know like you had to have good sat scores and, mm -hmm. and i was just like i was terrible and um also i remember the, our teachers prepping us for college the year before and they were talking a lot you know what you're going to submit to these colleges and they went through this whole reel of what this is what you can't submit and the first thing they showed was like a barbarian with an axe like, <laughs> like a Frank Rosetta. and i was like what and i was like <laughs> Fuck you, man! I'm like, this is what I do, man. I'm like, <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, I don't want to go to your stupid college. Yeah. Right <laughs> so you know, um, no, and and honestly, I got it. I was like, no, I get it. These people are going for fine art, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, what fine art was back then, too. You well, know? I mean, you know, that's a whole nother. Yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> um, but. You know, let's face it. I I wanted to be um, I don't know the book cover guy or right, the magazine right. or you know and and uh, this uh, so I graduated in 1990 and um, so we're on the cusp of um, you know uh, Photoshop hasn't kicked in yet mm -hmm. you know and uh, <clears throat> but there was a college in Hamden, Connecticut called Pear College of Art and. It was a smaller college, and uh, my my dad showed me the catalog, and, I'm, and it was cheaper to go to this place. Um, and so he shows me the catalog, and I'm flipping through it, and I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool stuff. And on the back two pages were multiple paintings by Don Mates. Don Mates? No. You know Don Mates? Don Mates was a kind of fantasy sci-fi illustrator how do you spell it uh his last name is m-a-i-t-z okay and he did the captain morgan rum label oh yeah oh okay so that was like his famous thing that he did oh, but he did like book, this guy's a badass yeah and so i see these paintings on the back and i'm like this is where I want to go, Dad. I'm like, I want to go here. I'm like, this is where Don Mates came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and my dad was kind of like, okay, let's give it a shot, you know. And and uh, I mean, it was it, it was 
Yeah, this guy's. I I do know this guy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it's been it's been a while, but uh, yeah, this guy's amazing. Holy shit! Yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, really cool. I could see the its influence on you too. Well, I mean, you know, and and obviously he had moved moved on. His stuff uh, in the catalog was probably from I don't know the mid eighties or mm-hmm. something. And um, so I ended up going to Para College of Art and. Um, it was uh, it, it was it was good. It was it was a good experience. Um, I don't think Pear set me up for what to do in my career after. Like I mean, placement wise. I mean, uh, do any though? Not many do. Not not many. I, although Char- Charles uh, Rattery, the guy the, um, <clears throat> who I interviewed, I think on the last podcast, the storyboard guy, he got placement at Stan Winston's studio from his school. But but that's the first time I've ever heard that's how which is how he got his foot in. Most I it's rare it's rare to uh that I've heard anyway art colleges play helping you get a job or even teaching you anything about the business sure. side of things, you know? Well I I think um you know and looking back I, I got what I needed out of out of that college. Mm-hmm. And um there there was great you know they were heavily heavily on um realism and illustration that was that that's was, cool man that would have been the it, it was it college was good. i wanted i would want to have wanted to go to you know um but they didn't demand that you have a finished portfolio at the end and, and things like that mm. it was sort of like well you're on your own right there are there are you know art center out here there, there there are places out here that i'm like i i wish I went out here because I feel like, you know, everything's linked into the system out here. Right. And, uh, right. I, feel like I would have just been plugged right into the you know? <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I see. But, I can know, see that. What? Everything worked out. It, yep. it was fine. And, and, um, but we had, uh, in college, um, Tim O'Brien, uh, was one of our illustration teachers towards the end, like the last two years of school. Hmm. And he was a game changer. Tim O'Brien, um, painted uh all of the recent time covers with trump on them oh wow yeah that's awesome so trump at his desk and then when he's floating in the water i don't know if you've seen all those those i'm looking at i'm looking at him right now yeah that's tim o'brien wow yeah he's great he's he's been a very successful illustrator for a long time since uh the late 80s wow wow (laughs) He's been doing time covers and all kinds of stuff um, for a long time. So having him as a teacher was was like, oh, this is like awesome. Yeah. This guy's this guy's going to teach us like how to paint and how to paint fast. And um, uh, he paints incredibly fast. It's really? it's like like time will contact him and say, look, we need this cover in like two days. Yeah, I've heard this. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> the guy he'll be like and he'll stay up for like 48 hours and he'll like photograph the stuff and do, i mean it's 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 unreal yeah and he, he showed us um a lot and uh that that was one of those amazing um experiences uh and you know i i i had the intent of being an illustrator out of college mm-hmm. and i i really didn't you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> I was, I was trained. I know it's, it's, it's like, um, uh, but everything I learned from Tim, I adapted, you know, into my career and stuff like that with it, you know? And, um, so 
you know, um, he trained us how to be an illustrator kind of in his style and everything like that. And, um, after college, it was, um, I, I, it's hard. You have to make a decision. You know, being an illustrator is like one of those things where you have to, um, you have to, you have to decide right then and there, like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm not going to take no for an answer. Like right. I'm going to be an illustrator. And, um, same with comics, you know, you, you, these are all fields where you have to slowly climb this ladder mm-hmm. and earn your dues for probably a long time. Yeah. Before you're, really supporting yourself <laughs> you know well, the, the, you know the thing that always scared me about the idea of being an illustrator is i think it's easier in a way to be a fine artist because you can kind of suit what you do you can hide your weaknesses if you're an <laughs> illustrator seriously if you're an illustrator you, you know because like i don't i'm no i'm no good at perspective you know i never learned perspective it's like i don't draw i don't paint a lot of perspective I mean, if I, if I need to, I know how I could do it, but it's not like the way you should know how to do it. I could do it in a 3d program and blah, blah, blah. But, um, but when you're an illustrator, you have to create what, what they tell you to create. And it's like, if it's out of your wheelhouse, you better, you got to figure it out. (laughs) So it's like, it seems a lot scarier to me to, to be an illustrator. Yeah. It's a very sink or swim type Mm -hmm. of situation. And, um, you know, I, after college, um, I was still had the intent of maybe being an illustrator. You know, I was like, kind of like, I might do this, you know? Right. And, um, but the first job that came across was actually doing children's books for, um, this guy, Mercer Mayer, who has, (laughs) this is so opposite of what we were trying to do. (laughs) Uh, he he did uh, the little critter books, which are, you know, these little kids books and stuff. And they were like, look, he's looking for people to um, draw this new series that he's doing. And I needed something right then and there. And I was just sort of like, you know what? Yeah, I was like, you know, I got an interview and I got hired. And I was uh, with a couple friends that also went to college. And so we were all working at this place. Meanwhile, still working on our portfolios, trying to do the illustration thing. Mm-hmm driving to New York city to get our stuff photographed and then <laughs> into prints and, uh, transparencies and all that shit. Right. Remember, yeah. Transparencies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, look, transparencies are still awesome. I mean, when you, there's, there's no other, to my knowledge, I mean, you could still print really well from a transparency. Yeah. But, you know, great. If you showed a kid a transparency, it'd be like, what is this? Like, <laughs> you know? I have a bunch and of my so early I, paintings. My photographer used transparencies. He does all digital now, which they they print better. They print better like without yes, with do. less tweaking um, because right. you have to scan the transparency. But, I mean, as far as having like an object that that you could, that's not, you know, you're, the, 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 the format's not going to eventually be you know phased out or something that's that's the issue with uh i yeah steve albini that producer i just uh he's like this indie producer that you know is this really awesome guy he does everything analog on tape still because he okay. said and i always thought it was like the sound it was because of the sound or whatever and he's and he's saying actually it's because it's more archival because there's all these yeah. formats from like the 80s that yeah. people have like all these 
you know, songs that they programmed on the Fairlight synthesizer or whatever and had all sure. these weird MIDI triggers that they don't even have access to because the file formats are obsolete. And it's like okay. tape, you can all you'll always have it and it'll somewhere yeah. there will be a tape machine you can, you know. So, in, a, in a physical yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. No, I mean it's <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Um I uh yeah, so I, I, I don't miss slides and uh, getting prints. Yeah. I, oh, God. And uh, anyway, that's ancient history. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, I you know, and I just like a, a little side story about the, the commonality between artists. Uh, you know, Michael Whalen's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, you know, I was a huge fan of Michael Whalen. Yeah. And uh, he was doing a signing like right after college, um, he he had a, a calendar or something that was coming out. And they're like, hey, Michael Whelan's going to be in this tiny shop, uh, this little um, gallery in Connecticut signing calendars. So I was just like, holy shit, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I waited in line and, and there weren't many people there. And I, I ended up talking to Michael Whelan for like an hour. You oh, know? wow. And I, sort of, I sort of hogged him. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like I wanted to... And one of the things we talked about was, you know, like the Society of Illustrators, you know, trying to get into that. And, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, I had to submit my slides and, and then I had to put the tape on it. I'm like, yeah, I got to do that, too. I hate it. And we're like we're bitching about you know, slides and stuff. And I'm just like, this is awesome. I'm talking to Michael. Talking shop with <laughs> talking Michael Whalen. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, um, yeah, that's cool. I feel, I felt like a big dude then. And I was just like, all right, man. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just a couple illustrators talking about illustration. That's a big deal, man. Um, <laughs> so no, that's, I mean, that's, that's one of the things that I've really, uh, learned to really like about, um, this field of art. It's like, I've, when I, when I meet other artists, um, you know, they're just, they're just people, man. You know, you're yep. just, you got, we all have the same problems and you know, whether you're super successful or not. Right. <laughs> exactly. Know, so. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and, um, do you know, um, Bill Sakevich? Do you know his Yeah. Name? He's amazing. Yeah. I don't well, know him Bill, personally, but. Bill, um, was a big family guy fan and his studio is not too far from where we work. And, uh, at some of the conventions. He's in LA. Yeah. I didn't know that. He was, some... I think he, he was in Pennsylvania for a long time, but I, he moved out here. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh? Cool. I'm not really sure why, but he did. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but um, so one of the guys at work was like, hey, I ran into Bill Sienkiewicz. And he's like a huge Family Guy fan. And he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'd like to come over and to the studio. And, and, and I was just like, you're b- bullshit. And he was just like, he's like, yeah, he wants to come out and, you know. That's so, so cool. Bill Sienkiewicz came to the studio and uh, hung out with us for like two hours. And I was, I mean, I don't know. I I was so damn giddy. I, I just couldn't believe that, you know, because I, I really didn't even know what he looked like or anything uh, like that. And, and he was, he, he just hung out. He was like in our office, just, uh, you know, we're just talking about animation and stuff. That's so cool. And um, yeah, I mean, his work is uh incredible yeah I, I really he's amazing yeah. he's definitely on my list to get but he's he's one of those guys i don't never met him i don't know him and so i'm kind of scared to ask him but um yeah he's amazing he, I, he's like one of the most 
approachable people ever. And so hmm. if, you, if you ever see him at a convention, just go right up to him and, hey. Cool. <laughs> so, well, say, um, say uh, Mark Koval sent me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the career path has been um, kind of all over the place. You know, I, I did those – I did children's books um, as a, a ghost artist. You know, like we didn't have our oh, names. Oh, really? No. So it was like – two years. But, um, again, that experience, uh, Mercer's drawing skill was amazing. Cause like he was, I wasn't getting it right away. You know, I, I had to switch from realist, you know, illustration to these right. sort of, you know, characters, but with a lot of movement and stuff. And it was kind of like animation. And, um, I would bring my stuff to him and he'd be like, all right. And he'd take marker paper and put it over mine. And, draw it the way he wanted to but oh cool it was a demo you know i'm watching him draw and i was like oh i was like okay so that's how you and he taught me how to fake perspective make it like bow and do all kinds of crazy oh cool and um you know uh that's another experience that was uh <clears throat> and and i actually started getting more darker in my art at that time for some reason i don't know why <laughs> you were rebelling against the the kid stuff i think i so i think i i was like when when mercer was teaching me to loosen up i started doing these charcoal organic drawings and yeah. they were almost gear like you know and i was just like what am i doing i was just sort of like i don't know just go with it don't even question it you know and yeah and um and then i did these blue rub out paintings which you know i i would coat the canvas with Prussian blue mm, yeah, and, and then just rub out with a cloth, these areas. Um, I, I hit this, you know, not, not to get into huge detail, but I was like, I, I hit this depression where I was just like, I'm a loser. My work sucks and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I went home and I took everything off the table and I slapped this canvas down and, and, and I did this dark painting. It's, I think it's on Instagram. If you look, Oh, and, cool. And, um, at the end, I was like, holy shit, I just made this painting. I was just like, you know, I, and I was like, depression is good. Really, like, <laughs> brought this uh, darkness out of me. And, and so I kind of did this blue series for a while. And, and um, you know, I, I went on to other jobs and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I, you know, to get, we're probably running out of time. But I, you know, to get to the gallery stuff, mm-hmm. that, that was a sort of deep-seated um thing because there's always been sort of a robot like quality in uh those dark paintings that i did Mm. and um joe fox uh being the nice guy that he was you know we we got friendly uh after a couple years at family guy and he was directing me towards the the gallery stuff oh cool um, so there was there was a a batman tribute show at m modern oh yeah m modern (laughs) i remember them yeah is that modern still there? I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I think I showed there one time. I think I think it's just Shag's like place now. I think. That's, oh that's, yes, yes, yes. That's what. It, yeah, I, I yeah, yeah. I think you're right. You're right. It's just a Shag gallery yeah. or whatever. So that that was that was the beginning of the gallery thing. Like uh, Joe said, hey, there's this Batman show, and mm. once you called, you know, Jason and tell him I know you and all stuff, and I and I got in and. And I sold my piece. It was just sort of like, whoa. I was just kind of like, okay, all right, you know. And then Joe um, had a uh, 
he was sort of headlining a show at uh, Copperow. Mm-hmm. And they needed somebody for the, the small room in the front. And um, he was the one who was like, why don't you go talk to Gary and show him some of these paintings you have and stuff. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you, you know, you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> and um, I had this painting actually from college of a robot uh, coming out of a huge pile of uh, wreckage, like garbage with, uh-huh. a, with, a, with a factory in the background. Like if, if, if I was going to illustrate the song Iron Man from Black Sabbath, that's right. probably what it looked like. You know, that's <laughs> and um, so I showed Gary that painting and he's like, this is cool. He's like, do you have any more like this? Like, and I was like, no, but I could. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to work and I, I, I cranked out like six more paintings kind of similar. And um, that was that was that was like my first showing at Copper. Wow, and then that's a that that's a pretty so, e- easy entrance into the into the gallery world. It's like going to kind of one of the top ones, and I know that's I, great. I, did, I I you know like again, Frank was, dude, I want to show a copro. Like he was, you know, <laughs> I was like, I know, I know. I I was like, I I like someone grabbed my foot and put it in the door in a way, and sort of like just shoved me in there. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Was, hey, you, you know. One one thing that I, I, I think about a lot as I get older is how how important timing is. You know, Absolutely. it's like kind of a cliche, like timing is, is everything, but it really yeah. is true because it's, it's like true. The, the older I get, it's easier to see that, too, because there's been like like I just saw the other day there was a um, I forget which gallery they're doing a, a Ouija board show, you know, a Ouija board themed show, oh. which is cool. Yeah. And it's like. I did a Ouija. I curated a Ouija board show yeah. in like yeah, you're all about the Ouija board. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> way back in I don't know 2007 or 2008, it was a complete bomb, and it's like it just bombed like nothing. I, I think literally nothing sold except the Eric Pickers um, Ouija board that was really cheap, like really affordable because he kind of did a print. Um, okay. It was cool though, but but anyway, there was these elaborate Ouija boards. None of them sold, and same with and so it was like. But you know, now's a great time to do a Ouija board show. Like back then, it was still kind of weird, and you know, yeah. And and people, I know some of the artists I asked were like scared to do it <laughs> and stuff. You know, like I was hearing like they were kind of nervous about you know like it was a scary thing, and. I mean- um, as far as the subject matter? Yeah, or, yeah. Like, I don't want to mess with the Ouija board. I don't, you know. <laughs> they don't want to summon the demon. Yeah, right. They don't want to summon the demon. So, <laughs> and, and then summon a demon. Same with this, like, this Beeple. You heard of Beeple? You know this Beeple guy? Digital digital artist named Beeple. He does, like, a digital a digital rendering every day and posts it on Instagram. And now he's got, like, I think 3 million followers or something. Super. You know, I, I've probably I've probably seen it. I just yeah, don't. They're the like, name isn't. He does like one piece of art a day. They're they're really cool. They're really I mean he's great. He's really yeah. very talented, but he just did like a a uh this thing my friend what Josh was telling me about where he he put the these like animations he he figured out a way to put these animations in like a little piece of plexiglass on a stand that is charged so it runs kind of runs the animation it loops as a, yeah. yeah as a yeah. piece of art and it's like and and he 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 made like he sold them 
for crypt for cryptocurrency. He made like a million dollars in a day or something crazy. Like people started buying them, and it's like this whole. It's like this using blockchain technology to show prove that these are one of a kind. It's I don't even understand it, but but um, and then he now he's auctioning a digital one of these digital his digital pieces of art at Christie's. He just posted that yesterday, I think, (laughs) and it's like. Oh man! I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I'm happy for him. It's great, yeah, yeah. but I had that idea in 2002, and I put a DVD out. These looping digital animations, and they were like art. And I was like, you could put them in a front, you know, you could put them yep. in on a sc- a flat screen, and it would be like a digital picture frame looping. Yeah. That's why they looped, so that they were like this never-ending loop, and it'd be like an art piece. Or you could turn your TV into a frame for an art piece and just have it on, and so. You know, it's like if I if I had just waited, maybe and and <laughs> I get that could have been me. I could be the millionaire I, now. And it's like yeah. timing is so important. It's so it's, so important. It it's like it is. timing I'm, is more important than the art itself, really. It's I know just, it's it's yeah. Like, as far as like being able to yeah. make it for sure. It's well, like, and you know, it, it, again, in my career, timing has has played a huge role. Um, you know, somebody else could have come along, uh, but, but my portfolio was there at that time. Frank pointed the way and I mean, you got to have the talent to back it up. You got to have good work to back it up, but there's a lot of artists that have good, good work. And it's like, the timing is like kind of that element you need, you know, a little bit of timing, a little bit of luck. Absolutely. And, um, that's, again, that's, uh, absolutely. And, um, that's, that's why, like, you know, before I mentioned, um, the gallery, if, if nothing sells, I'm like, well, it wasn't my time, you know? It, it, right. It, yeah. You know, I mean, it's hard. You, you worked your ass off to, to do the show. And, yeah. Uh, but you still have to remember that, you know, it, it may not be, uh, the right time. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I yeah. And, um, you know, and not everybody is in the market to, to buy expensive art, you know, and I, I understand. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and you know, that, that was another thing, you know, during this COVID time, I'm like, I'm like, nobody's going to be buying art. So you know what? Just paint. I was like, just, right. just build up that stockpile that you always wanted. So I'm, I'm trying to do that. And, and, um, and you know, I, you're, I have a day job. I understood you, you have a business, you have Chet Czar to deal with you. This is your thing right. you know, and you got to make that work. So, yep. um, I don't even know if I could do what you do. Like, you know, I, like make the jump from, you know, the day job to, okay, now we're going to sell Mark Oval. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it's one like, of the, you could, it's one of those. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's, you have to be dedicated to making it work. It's just so much more work. You know, people always are like, oh, you left the film business because yeah. of the long hours. And I'm like, I work way longer hours than I ever worked in the film business now. It's like, I work seven days a week now. Yes. And I used to work yeah. five days a week in the movie business. I would leave by five. It'd yeah. be eight to five. And every once in yeah. a while there'd be a late night. But um it's sure. just like yeah, it's a diff it's a it's a whole different trip. And like I said, you know, that it was yeah. I could can't do it with little kids. Um Yeah, I mean uh I uh, I may if 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 these circumstances uh turn out where wow, I'm really selling work and people want more and they they're they're asking for it. Right. The, the sign the signs may point towards I might be able to do something with this and later down the road like when my kids are like teenagers and they're occupying themselves right stuff. right right <laughs> now, probably not is probably not the best time <laughs> but right you, now it's, you know I'm trying to make 
the paintings that I want to make. Yeah. And there's no art director. Totally take advantage um, of that time, yeah, you know. I really enjoy, like, Family Guy is a good gig. I, people ask me all the time. The, the most, the two most asked questions about Family Guy are, how long do you think the show's going to go? And I'm just like, I don't know. I'm like, you know, it, that's it's up to Seth MacFarlane. He's the guy, you know. Right. That, you know, and and we're we've been very lucky that Seth is, uh, you know, um, I mean, he's got a sweet gig. He's really just doing the voices now. And I, you know, he gets handed a script and he and he records from home, I think. Wow. You know? <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good gig. That is know? pretty it's, good. Pretty Probably sweet. gets paid a shitload. Yeah, he's doing OK. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, he's handed the baton uh, to the writers who are running the show now. And, and, and uh, so the, it's, it's it's working good. And um, uh, so, yeah, people ask has always asked me that. And I'm just like, I don't know. It's up to Seth. The other question people ask me all the time is, don't you get bored? Like you've been on that show for like 16 years. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course I get bored, man. I'm like, all all. <laughs> get born yeah you know your yep. job gets born oh I yeah mean, come on like yep. during the day you gotta I, I i my the impression i've gotten is that you paint at night more mm-hmm. and during the usually day, doing the business yeah yeah oh yeah yeah fucking well, gets mean, totally you know, boring that, makeup effects boring. makeup effects got boring making monsters yeah. got boring you know it's like yeah. <laughs> you do anything long you know, enough and I mean, there's going to be an element of boredom involved right and my my point is is that every job, even the dream job, mm-hmm. you know, has its moments. There there are, there are things about Family Guy that I still like. I like the beginning phase where we're thumbnailing out. You know, we have to figure out what the show is going to look like, mm-hmm. and you know, we reach the deadline stage where we got to really nail down everything. And and then afterwards, it's we're, which right now we're in that phase of doing meticulous little notes, like fixing stuff. And I'm like, Ugh, yeah. So. <laughs> Well, that's like, did you ever, did you see the, uh, beauty is embarrassing that Wayne White documentary? Shit. You got to see it though. It's, it's great. Wayne White. He's the guy who does, he does these really hilarious, uh, like one line sentences in thrift store paintings, but he paints, he renders them really well. And, um, they're really funny and, and his, his artwork's hilarious. I mean, I'm sure I'd be surprised if Joe, Joe Vox hadn't heard of him either because he's I'll, I'll, it's so funny and Joe's stuff is very funny too. But um, so he gets bored. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, he was like painting at one point, and you know he's like he's painting. And he's like, uh, yeah, this is the ditch digging part of yeah. painting, and most of yeah. it is ditch digging. It's like the beginning is fun. You're coming up with the idea, you lay it out, and then you got to do the meticulous. Yeah painting part and then at the end it's kind of fun when you're when you're finishing it up and it's like it's it's the ditch digging uh, aspect anyway that you you have to watch that movie it's really it's really great because it's it's like he did like he did uh all the puppets for peewee's playhouse and stuff yeah it's really he's it's really funny but it's yeah i'll check it out his work is his work is really cool too i mean i going into it i was like i used to see his stuff like showing around town in the in okay. the scene in the scene, and yeah. I was like, totally dismissed it like an idiot. I was like, oh, <laughs> painted words in a thrift store painting. Uh. Yeah, how gimmicky. And then <laughs> I saw this documentary, and I started actually looking at them. Yeah. And the and the the uh, 
the li- the way he he puts them in and the and the and the the lines are so fucking funny. They're so <laughs> clever and so funny. It's it's definitely it's really great. So I, now I'm like a huge fan of his. But um, that's that's it's, great. I, it's a, yeah, I do like um, I I like rediscovering stuff. Like we're we're yeah, you know, like I I was too young to appreciate something, and now I'm like oh. Okay. Right. I, I get this now. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the greatest. I think uh, maybe Mike Mignola is maybe a good example because when he started coming out in the '80s, when I got into my comic book mm-hmm. friends, I was I was collecting like crazy, and 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 you know, going back in in high school. I really wanted to be a comic book artist. I mean, we all did. Right. Yeah, we definitely. All wanted to, we, we wanted to I be. I had a phase. Uh, I had a phase. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then college was, college was the point where I was like, this, this doesn't make a lot of money. I don't think I want to do this. Right. <laughs> I was just like, I mean, I wanted, you know, I wanted a career. I wanted to live and, and feed myself and, and do all that stuff. So, but comics, um, uh, in the eighties when Mike Mignola came along I hated his work. Oh, I really? Stand it. Could not stand it because it was just. It's so, like, yeah. You know, I mean, look, I, I, I was dumb. I was all in yeah. the top. I, I was like, <laughs> I, told, oh. I totally get it. I totally it was get all it. Details and crazy. And if it didn't have details, I was like, right. So Mike Mignola was doing a, the beautiful, like, yeah, just now, simplifying. You look at it now and it's like, this dude is such a fucking badass. It's like so much harder to do that than it is to do the, like, minute detail, it I is. think. It is. If you can if you can break it down into a simple, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, Mike, Mike's work early on, you know, they would hire him to do. Um, I don't know, like a, a cover of something else like uh, not Spider-Man, but like, like Batman, like he did some Batman mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I don't know, Batman looks lumpy and fat and, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and his his earlier work, you know, wasn't his best, but as time went on and then Hellboy came out and then after, even after college, I was like, eh, but then there was a point where I was like, Oh my God, yeah, this right. is like positive and negative shapes. And he knows how to make that. Yeah. Shape. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. the artwork. It was me. It was me. I'm an idiot. You know, I'm stupid, but you know, that's, that's, that's I talk know. about, I talk about that. Often. Get there. Yeah. 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 Totally. I talk <laughs> about that often. It's like, same with, for me, it's like traditional classic, paintings and and uh, uh old masters paintings when i was younger it's like i just did not pay attention to it i mean my 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 uh grandmother had these amazing portraits i think my father or, or my grandfather got because he was in the navy and i think in japan it didn't nice. they didn't look they weren't japanese style they were kind of like kind of like loose like sergeant style you know kind of sure. loose but well yeah. done and um i just never th- thought much about them and i look at them now and they're so good these paintings it's like this loose yeah. style and they look right and they have life in them and it's like a maturing thing it's the same thing with music you know when you're yeah. a kid it's got to be all like and angry and loud and it's like you get older and you're like oh okay there's things yeah. things have more dimensions it's just a, a, no, a maturation I, I, thing i think that that's why i you know um getting older kind of sucks but it, it's i i like being older now because i i uh i've rediscovered a lot of stuff right. and I, I accept more things now like yeah okay this is in the so um 
but, as, yeah, I mean, as much although as... I, I still I my primary music is is metal and you know uh, I mean, that's never gonna stop oh, I, I mean, still yeah I I, st- I still love aggressive music myself but it's yeah, like I, mean, I also love you know really mellow stuff as well yeah. and just like all, all kinds of different types of music you know where I was very yeah. conservative in a way when I was younger in that way you know it's like I mean you know I, I, if it wasn't metal it was shit that was my attitude <laughs> in, in, in high school and um I I I find that hilarious. You know, I'm just like, oh, look at this guy. He thinks he knows everything, and, you know, whatever. But, um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I did want to throw in as far as my painting and the process, since we're talking about music, mm-hmm. um, the, <clears throat> I, I, I've been asked before, like, you know, what, what inspires you to, to do that work and I think music is really <laughs> the muse I, in a lot mm-hmm. of ways because, and I don't mean lyrically either. I, I'm not listening so much to the lyrics. Like there are certain yeah. songs, certain albums. Hundred percent. I'm, I'm kind of just painting this album. That's that's this mm-hmm. is the feeling that I get when I hear this this song, and I'm really just trying to throw it down uh, in oil. And um, it's it's it. The robot thing kind of started with Gary. I have to say, sometimes I have a hard time um, uh, getting started or having a subject matter. Right. And and if I if I'm giving if I'm given an assignment, <laughs> sometimes I totally get it, man. <laughs> you know, and and Gary was like liked that robot painting. Right. And he was like, can you do more of these? Right. Like Stuff like this. Yeah, because you could have done anything. It's like yeah. you got to pick something. I was like, give me something, you know, <laughs> right. you know, it's, uh, um, and, and I, I had always, you know, liked robotic kind of stuff. You know, I still want to branch out. And in fact, the work I'm doing now is branching a little away from the robot stuff, but it's still in the same wheelhouse. Right. And, um, but like, um, there's a new song that I discovered, um, uh, hold on. Okay. <laughs> you look for it. I'm going to tell my granddaughters to shut up. Hold on. <laughs> hey, you guys. You guys. You guys, you got to turn that down. You got to turn that way down. <laughs> they were good up until the very end. Okay. Well, <laughs> Did you find it? <laughs> I'm keeping that in. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, because that's that's what I do. Like, Oh, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I, I, I also want to throw this in really, too. My wife is dealing with the brunt of all of this shit. Right. Like, she's she's uh, the kids in school, the yeah. home schooling. She's yeah. dealing with it. And my wife is a painter also. Oh, she, really? Yeah. Fantastic painter. Look her up. Joy Bristol. Oh, and cool. And she does more traditional stuff, uh, landscapes. That's awesome. Uh, uh, portraits and... Um, she could do stuff that I I can't even I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it is it is nice being married to an artist, but I I do feel uh, I I sympathize with her because she uh, she doesn't get to to do it as much because she's dealing with the kids. <laughs> right. Hey, that's like uh, uh, Br- uh, uh, Lori uh, Lori Brom. Absolutely, her work is. I didn't even know she painted it. I didn't either, man. Like it's like all of a sudden ago. she's just. I'm like, a, what the hell is this? Yeah, amazing, amazing. Yeah. 
beautiful stuff. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I, I got to meet them uh, uh, at Copro um, a couple years ago, so they're super nice. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, getting back to the Muse really quick, um, there's <laughs> this new song I discovered. I don't even know how long it's been out. Uh, Brandy Carlisle, who's got an insanely beautiful voice. She um, she did a cover of a Soundgarden song mm-hmm. from Bad Motorfinger, mm-hmm. uh, Searching With My Good Eye Closed. And I love that album. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is cool. It's a cover. And I played it and I was like, holy shit, this is like, this is like a goddess, like singing to, to the mountain, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's thunderous. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, she, and she, it's funny cause her, her music is very tender and loving and blah, blah. And all of a sudden she's rocking out in this song and I'm just uh-huh. like, and, um, I immediately just started drawing and I'm doing this goddess, like in the sky made of metal. And I was just, oh, cool. I, you know, that's, that's how I paint. I mean, yeah, yeah. Some people are like, what books are you reading? And, uh, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> if I read a book at night, I fall asleep in about like five minutes and, and I can't get through a book. And, and, you know, and it's, it's not that I don't want to read. Right. <laughs> no, you I'm know, the, the first person to ever, I ever heard that from, it made me realize that you know, how important music was to visual art is, was Cam DeLeon. And he was, he was in an interview, like way early on, he was saying, someone asked him, you know, yeah, the man, he's amazing. (laughs) Amazing. He, uh, uh, was, was asked, you know, what your inspirations for, you know, art was. And he, and he said music more than anything. And it's like, it got me thinking about it. It's like, that's really, um, same, the same for me as well. And it's like, for me, it's not so much like I want to, you know, it, it puts an image in my mind that I want to paint. It's more like it makes me feel good and it makes me feel like when I hear music I like, it makes me feel like creating something because it yeah. feels good. And it's like, yeah. you know, it's it's a it's an amazing piece of art and it just inspires. I guess it inspires me, just inspires yeah. me yeah. to create, you know. Yeah. So it can't can't be under understated. I think a lot of artists are like this, too. Yeah, I uh, uh, it although sometimes when I paint, I paint in silence, which makes no sense. But hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's how my dad was, man. I he had it to be yeah. totally silent. He could never well, never listen to anything. I think as I get older, I like to paint in silence, and then I'll take a break, and then I'll crank some music and look at the painting. Right, or right. Going. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, it's uh, mainly because I I can't always figure out what I'm in the mood for and I'll sit there for 15 minutes. Like, I yeah, know, I know. <laughs> that's like, I like need to settle, paint. settle. I've gotten a habit to where there's always something playing when I paint. It's either like YouTube videos or, uh, it hasn't been music for a while, honestly, but movies usually I'm like listening to movies. Just, it's like yeah. almost like it occupies part of my brain so that I can just be like, I, or, or probably because I grew up in the seventies and we just had the TV on all the time and I was just drawing in front of the TV all the time, you know, same here. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, uh, uh, play some Salem's lot. And, uh, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> I know you're a fan. So, you're a fan. Yeah. Yeah. So much. So <laughs> it's, just, it's great. It's such a great one. Joe, Joe and myself, uh, uh, which by the way, you know, we've been working from home for a year now. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. I know. And it's, uh, I miss Joe. It's like, you know, when we share an office, it, it, it um, Joe was the only person in that crew, uh, that I thought I could share an office with. So, wow. yeah. And, and, you know, they, they offered the, 
assistant director position and I raised my hand when, when Joe announced he was going to be a director, I was like, I was like, <laughs> you know, and cause I just knew, you know, I wanted the position, but there, there are only a certain amount of people you can sit in an office right. with all day, you know, and, and, and not lose your mind. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was like, Joe and I are like, you know, two peas in a pod. So, you know, we'll be working for an hour or so and it'll be kind of quiet and I'll be like, Hey, you know, throwing some Salem's a lot. And he's like, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, and <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That sounds a lot like yeah. the makeup effects. And, and my we makeup have this stable days. of movies, you know, like, uh, you know, put in the thing, John Carpenter. Uh, 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 <laughs> you know? So, um, yeah. And, and that's the same at home. I'll, I'll paint to, uh, <clears throat> to movies or something, but yeah, that's but, cool. Uh, I, uh, yeah. That's settled. That settles it. I'm, I'm hunting him down and getting him to say yes to the podcast. All right. I'm going to definitely hit him up. <laughs> yeah, Joe's, uh, Joe's hilarious. He's a very funny guy. Yeah, so totally. Love, totally. But, well, uh, man, I mean, I, I got to let you go because I've kept you. It's we're, we're just about at two hours. But I mean, I really feel like I can just keep talking. And I know you. Get, I got kids and I got they're not going to last. They're not going to stay quiet for long. Yeah. My wife texts me. She's like, you've been on there for two say, hours. Yeah. <laughs> Hurry up. Who is this Mark Hobel guy? Don't get the hell out of here. <laughs> No, but that just shows. I mean, it just goes to show you how much I enjoy talking to you. Um, oh yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. I I I was a little nervous because I was like, I don't know. I, really? I, That's it. people say that you didn't sound yeah. nervous at all. Pe- well, and, and people always say that. And I'm like, it's everybody tells me after five minutes they 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 forget it's recording and they don't and they and they lose the nerve. So so don't worry about it. You didn't seem nervous well, at all. Yeah, I I well good. That's good because I you know I I. Oh, you froze on me. Well, wait a minute. You know, my wife. You're frozen. Okay, so. okay. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the computer saying, "Dude, you're done." You know, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, uh, I, I, my my wife, like a half hour before, she's like, "Are you nervous?" And I'm like, yeah, "I'm a little." Yeah. <laughs> But I guess I, I, I take think, it. You know for, what's good is I'm used to it. So I didn't know we were. I didn't know we were doing the uh, the video. So oh, actually, like seeing you, you, if it's just a voice for some reason, I might have been more nervous. So. Yeah, I should have. told anyway. I thought I I, I should have told you. Yeah, I usually tell people it's going to be video, That's but funny. I forgot. But um, I don't know. I think it makes it. Yeah, I think it makes it easier if if there's a video. Um, I don't know. It seems easier to talk to people when yeah. you can see them and. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, um, well, I'm looking forward to uh, and and just on a final note, I'm just uh-huh. gonna say, uh, the, I I want to start making my own frames. Oh, and cool! I don't mean I don't mean like copying what you're doing. I have my own idea of what I want to do. But every time I see you making your frames, I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Yeah. And I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, hit me <laughs> so, up, man! I'll, I'll help you. I'll let you. I'll. I, I know. Cool. I know all the tricks, man. You hit me up anytime. Yeah. Sweet. You got my right, cell, you got my cell number. Um. Cool. Well, you hear the dog? Now there's a dog yeah. barking. It's hey, like hey, folks. mayhem, mayhem. It's fucking <laughs> great day. Anyway, uh, yeah. Get you, back to your life. <laughs> you understand. Well, thanks for coming yeah, on, I man. I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, totally enjoyed talking to you. Love your artwork. I'm really excited to thanks. see your new stuff, man. That's that's cool. I'm excited that you're uh, that I'm I, that I'm gonna have like ten or seven or eight new pieces to look at. Yeah. Here, so. I, 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 I'm looking forward to seeing them done too. <laughs> do, you, do you want? Uh, do you, I, I know you put up an image 
for the podcast, do you want me to uh, send you like a new piece or something? Or uh... yeah, if you could, if you would, if you'd be willing to do that, I would love yeah. to. I would love to de- to be to debut it. That would be super cool, man. Okay, I I, I don't mind debuting it on your podcast. Awesome, cool. that'd be great. <laughs> cool. I'll, uh, do you want me to email it to you? Or, uh... Yeah, well, let me say the goodbye first. Well, first, we have to oh, say goodbye. We're, we're still recording. I'm going to leave that on, Sorry. too. <laughs> <laughs> I'd leave it all in, man. I'm too all lazy right. to edit. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I, the only thing that's left is to say goodbye to the audience. So you got to say goodbye, audience. Goodbye, audience. I hope this wasn't boring as hell. I hope it was informative. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> listening to me babble for two hours. <laughs> it was excellent. Thank you. All right. Bye, audience. All right, man. Take it easy.